106 miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes. It's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. One of the most stunning moments last night was when Joe Biden admitted that he wants to abolish the oil industry. That wasn't too good. Did you see him this morning? This morning? I didn't really mean that. I didn't mean that. That was the last question. They talked about that. I said, whoa, this is the big point of the evening. Remember? I said, well, do you want to get rid of oil and gas? Is that? Yeah. Well, we want to phase it out. I said, thank you, Texas. Are you watching? Pennsylvania, Oklahoma, Ohio, are you watching? Now, now they're going around Kamala. Kamala is going around saying, no, 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 we want to keep it. This woman is a super radical left. She's against fracking. If they get in, they'll end your energy independence. We have energy independence right now. They will end it very quickly. No, they go. Hello, I'm California dictator, uh, Governor Gavin Newsom. Many of you know me as the former mayor of Gotham, or as some people call it, San Francisco. With Thanksgiving right around the corner, I thought it was time to lay out some rules and regulations on how you can have a safe holiday while remaining as scared as possible. These rules don't come from the CDC or from the WHO. They come from me and my slicked back hair. <laughs> because instead of spending my time trying to fix things in this beautiful state, I'm writing new rules on Turkey Day. But hey, look at this smile. <laughs> now here are some very science-ish rules to follow for your Thanksgiving. You are not allowed to be with more than three households at a time. This includes hosts, guests, and your nearest homeless people. That's right, no more than three households, which means two people is safe. But if you invite three people over, you'll instantly die of COVID. And that's just science, baby. <laughs> All gatherings must be held outside, and you must stay at least one football field's length away from each person. We recommend limiting conversation. If you need to talk to someone, you can use an empty can attached to a string. We also recommend not making eye contact with anyone. Even the quickest glance can cause immediate death. And that's Newsome science, baby. Ha! Everyone must hold their breath at all times. If you need to breathe, run to your nearest state for some fresh, clean air. I'd recommend Texas. Make sure all surfaces have been sanitized. If you think an object has been infected, wipe it down. When in doubt, burn it. All dinner guests will be required to pay an additional 30% in taxes before having dessert. Because this is California, and we will tax that ass dry, baby. Ha! 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 Masks must stay on in between bites of food and in between sips of blood of the innocent. Sorry, in between sips of your drinks. Ha! Face coverings must be worn at all times, except in the case of medical emergency. That's right, if you're dying, you may remove your mask. You're welcome. <laughs> singing is strongly discouraged. I don't like singing. It makes my pee pee hurt. If you do decide to sing, please sing only the California governor approved song, Summoning of Lucifer by the Archangel Michael. By doing so, I will be summoned and I will appear in a cloud of black smoke with a barrel of hair gel, ready to drown anyone who doesn't follow my rules. Ah. 
In addition to these Thanksgiving regulations, I've laid out a very sciencey plan to keep you safe by making you scared of all holidays. Christmas, no more than two presents per person, weighing no more than eight ounces each. Heavy presents cause COVID. And that's science, baby. Valentine's Day, no sex unless it's with me. <laughs> St. Patrick's Day, you are allowed to have beer, but you can only swish it around in your mouth three times before spitting it out into one of our California-approved beer spit receptacles. We will be passing out these beer spit receptacles to every home and every tent throughout the state for an additional 10% tax increase. Easter, you may hide eggs, but you may not find them. Anyone who finds an Easter egg will instantly die of COVID. And that's science, baby. Ha! Father's Day, you may celebrate with everyone except for your dad. Flag Day, you may celebrate with anything except for a flag. Ooh. That's it for now, but I'll be sure to add more rules literally whenever I want. Because I don't trust the people of this state to think logically and rationally. They need me and my slicked back hair to think for them. Ha! For more information on how you can willfully submit to my power, purchase my new book, How to Survive in California, by Supreme Leader Gavin Newsom. Forward by Vladimir Putin. Ha! Ha! And that's Newsom science, baby. Ha! People, people. Don't you know you have a voice? People, people. Well, all right, we're up and running. All the lights and buzzers and numbers are all seem to be working, so I'm officially announcing this is our 83rd episode on October 31, 2020 of No Hostages Radio. Thank you for being here, however you got here. This is Lou Benninger, and I've been here for all 83 segments. So we're going to be here for, oh, six segments of a total of about two hours and a half when we count in all the little commercial I call commercials they're actually educational clips I slip in between each one of the 20 minute segments so welcome aboard and uh, you may have got us through no hostages radio off your podcast source or you could have gone to no hostage no hostages radio.com you can get us there on this podcast as well uh, there are some articles there at the website if you're interested. If you want to reach me, it's no ho- Lou at No Hostages Radio. It's spelled L-O-U, NoHostagesRadio.com. Or you could dial me up at 530-713-1838, 530-713-1838. 8. Let me give you a couple uh, administrative things. The election is upon us uh, next week. And so uh, if you're local here in Northern California or you want want my take on the ballot measures in California, you can give me a shout. You can give me a text or an email and give me your email, and I will email you loose picks if you're interested. I'm not trying to convince you how to vote. I'm just – if you don't know what, what you want to do or you haven't had time to research it, I'll, I'll let you know what I did. It doesn't hurt my feelings if you don't do what I do. If you're from Yuba Sutter counties in Northern California, uh, I cover almost all the uh, candidate, uh, all the uh, the races up here in the two counties up here, and uh, I'll help you with that. Lose picks, um, very easy, and you can pick and choose if you uh, want to use some or not all. 
makes no difference to me. I, I do it for myself, and if, if it's helpful to you, great. Uh, let me start off by saying that uh, I am very concerned about the Postal Service, the U.S. Postal Service, Back in the day, we'd never have to have this conversation uh, when there was integrity in the country. Didn't mean everybody was honest, but postal carriers, you would never hear a story of a postal carrier actually throwing away mail or stashing mail, not wanting to do the job. People just had a worker and integrity mentality that the boss did not have to be looking, but they actually performed excellently. And uh, I've never heard of such a thing until the last decade of of uh, mail carriers dumping mail now with the huge uh, effort to mail ballots out particularly in california they mailed every person that was listed on the rolls a ballot or a, a request for a ballot and uh i have noticed that uh, in fact, in the Epoch Times, E-P-O-C-H Times, which is a very good newspaper you should subscribe to either online or hard copy or both, they talked about in this one edition, um, it, it's a weekly, uh, maybe a week ago, two weeks ago, how the Postal Service is really running behind. So you can imagine if you're running behind, uh, that could create pressures to do something uh, improper. So I have a uh, uh, a person that's very close to me that is a part-time mail carrier, and she began to describe to me the other day uh, about the, the life of a mail carrier. And she said, you know, uh, Lou, when you're a mail, mail, mail carrier, you know what people are up to because you see what kind of mail they're getting, whether they're getting conservative mail, liberal mail, militia mail, porn, you just, you learn about their lives without even meeting them. And sometimes they hang political signs or put political signs in their yard, or you'll see literature coming from Planned Parenthood to certain households or the NRA to other households. So depending on what persuasion you are politically, and if you want to do something uh, untoward as the term is, or improper, uh, and you don't like conservatives, then you could simply take their ballot that was put out in a mailbox in these rural routes, and you could just ditch it, right? Thinking that they probably were going to vote for Trump. That is happening. So I'm recommending, in fact, I ran into a, I, I have, uh, I have a mailbox at the post office. I pick up my mail there. And so I ran into this guy uh, in his 70s, and he's, he was looked a little bit lost, sharp guy, but didn't quite know what to do. He was looking around for a ballot drop box. And so he uh, asked me, he said, hey, you wouldn't mind knowing. I said, yeah, I know exactly where the ballot, a ballot drop box is, and explained it to him. And he was going to go hand deliver it. I'm recommending that everyone hand deliver their their ballots or or uh, vote in person. But if you're going to, if you have a ballot at home and you're going to fill it out at home, I, I would not recommend it mailing it in. Now, before the controversy with the mail service uh, evolved, uh, a number of years ago, uh, being involved in various campaigns, uh, a question got brought up. In fact, I, I used to mail my ballot in. 
And one of the questions I always had was, because ballots can vary in size and they're cardstock, so they can get kind of heavy. And I thought, wait a minute, how much postage should you put on this? And then the second question was, if you don't get enough postage on it, will it get returned or will it just sit over in the post office? And I asked one of the uh, politicians locally and it caught his interest and he talked to the postal service. And at that time they claimed that any, any ballot type mail, they would not return it even if it had insufficient postage. Well, that, (laughs) that even though he said that, uh, it caused enough concern for me because it's an odd amount of postage. First of all, the, the ballot is an odd size, and usually that will determine extra postage in itself, even if it isn't heavy. So I'm getting what I'm getting at is I lost confidence in the mail system. At that time, I didn't want to under-post under it and end up having the thing sitting around waiting to go over to the county clerk's office because it was improperly posted. Uh, so anyway, I just decided to start delivering mine and uh, and feel really comfortable about that. And so now they have a drive up box right in front of the county county uh, government center in Yuba County, California, where you can just drive right up, reach out and slide your uh, ballot in in a slot that gets all the way down there where somebody can't fish it out and steal it. So I'm recommending to you to do that <clears throat> now. I think I remember mentioned last week I, that uh, Att- Attorney General Becerra and Secretary of State Padilla both uh, threatened conservative groups like churches that they could not collect ballots and take them in uh, to the county clerk's office. Once upon a time, before all this partisan wrangling to have illegals vote and all kinds of stuff, if you if you had an absentee ballot and you couldn't get it in yourself and you wanted to hand deliver it, you could have a member of your family deliver it for you and you would sign the outside of the ballot envelope. Then the, the Democrats in Sacramento who had a supermajority, that means that they don't need even one vote from a Republican to pass a thing. So they passed law after law changing the vote by mail system to where anybody could bring it in and they, And so the term began to evolve called ballot harvesting. And in the 2018 election, the some of the Orange County races, which is typically a conservative county, though it's been changing uh, towards more liberal in Orange County, California. That's down there where Disneyland is for those that aren't from this area. uh, A number of conservative strongholds. The, the folks were leading late in the election, and then when they brought in box after box after box of ballot-harvested uh, ballots, uh, when they counted those up, it flipped the seat. And so there was always this suspicion that there was people filling out. They went and got ballots when they were nervous, and they filled them out. The, you know, they filled it out illegally. Anyway, so Republicans now are catching on, and they're making sure people get those in, and so— Anyway, Becerra and Padilla were threatening groups that were conservative that were getting on the bandwagon, and then they were threatened back by the attorney firm in Sacramento, the same firm that's representing the uh, plaintiffs in the uh, major tax sales tax increase lawsuit, and that is uh, 
uh, I'm trying to think of their first name. I can't think of the first. There's three of them. Uh, Hiltak is is one of them, Tom Hiltak, but the other one is Bell, and not only is McAndrew or Muck something. So anyway, they they wrote them a, the government a two-page letter and hosed them down, and they stopped their foolishness. So my the bottom line is, so I can move on to other things, Please vote. And oh, also, I wrote an article in the Territorial Dispatch about voting. You might want to read that. It's in this week's. It came out today. And you can look at it online at territorialdispatch.com. It's about voting. And the fact is, even though there was a deadline to register to vote, if you didn't get around to doing that and you regret it and you still want to vote, you can go to the polls in your county and you can register at the poll and then fill then you could get a ballot so i would take your id and maybe if you have a social security card just to prove who you are anyway you could do your application your voter application registration right there they'll give it to you then they'll give you a ballot and you go in and vote and they call that a provisional ballot in other words providing if everything's good with your name and everything everything's cool then the ballot's good to go so you can you can actually register and vote up to 8 o'clock at night on November 3rd. Got that? Okay. That's that's all I'm going to do on that. And then uh, for all of you other ones out there, um, if you can't deliver it yourself, maybe you don't drive, just have someone do it for you. And you can drop it at a drop box in, in the various uh, counties. And, and then it'll be done. You know you did it. Uh, all right. So I want to mention the recall Gavin Newsom uh, effort is going forward. And if you want in Yuba County, all of a sudden they set up their pop-up tent right where the government center is at 8th and I or 9th and I. It's a big, long block. And there is a pop-up tent between a grocery store and the government center. And there's a drop box where people are dropping off their ballots. So anybody that drives in there drop off their ballot, you know they're registered to vote. So therefore, they could, they could sign the recall Gavin petition. And they said today, the folks out there said that they've never had such a place for fruitful signing. Lots of people are signing. So you could go by there if you want, and if you want to determine what hours they're going to be there, you can go on their Facebook page, which I was told is at the Facebook page is Recall Gavin, G-A-V-I-N, 2020, the numbers, Recall Gavin, 2020, dot com, and then a hyphen, not underscore, not a backslash, but a hyphen, and in Yuba County. So if you wanna, if you wanna sign up, it, whether you're in Sutter County, or Yuba County, you can just do that. Yuba County. If you want to do it Sutter County, you could do hyphen Sutter County. Add in your county and find out where they're sign up. So if you want to go by over at the government center in Marysville, uh, you can sign up right there and figure out what hours are not there 24 hours a day. So you need to figure out what hours there are, but they were there today and had a very successful uh, signing and lots of people were coming through, dropping their ballots off and then just going right over there and signing up who, who would have, you know, I should have thought of that in the beginning, but I'm just, I'm slow to the party. I'm slow to the party. Uh, so the recall Gavin, we have just a few days left. I think they want to stop, uh, 
the signups by the 7th because they have to have all their signatures dialed in, cleaned up, filled out properly, double-checked, and into the Secretary of State by the 17th of November, and then it's over, whether we got enough or we didn't get enough. If we got enough, then it'll go to a recall election, and what that will look like is that there'll be a question on the ballot that says, do you want to recall Governor Newsom, yes or no? If there's enough yeses, then you would also have a uh, whether or not there are enough, when you look down the ballot, they'll under the yes or no, then in the case that there are more than more yeses than nos, and he gets recalled, uh, then there are alternatives to vote for down below. So as the election is announced, there's going to be a lot of advertising, vote for me. If you recall Gavin, vote for me, vote for me, vote for me. So that's how this thing works. And now they could do a special election, no big deal. They said, oh, it's going to be expensive. Well, all you have to do is look at Gavin Newsom. He's Every time he opens his mouth, he's cost, costing us money. So recall Gavin2020.com, and uh, we need a, about a million and a half signatures. Now, listen, we may be close, but not good enough. So here's what we're at. They've been asking people to do at the recall Gavin booth, and that's to do a do-it-yourself a petition effort, and that is when you go in to sign, take a bunch of petitions in a packet, and then get your friends and relatives to sign, and then send it in from your house. You can mail them in to the headquarters, but you're going to have to move quick. Today, uh, that you're listening to this, it's the 31st. It's the last day, uh, obviously, of October, so you just simply have... Uh, five or six or seven days left before you actually get that thing in the mail. So please do something. If you just signing is helpful, just getting your names helpful, but going out and getting five or 10 or 25 other signatures is awesome. You think, Oh, I don't know how to do that. If you know your neighbors, just ask your neighbors. Are you, are you happy with how it's going? Are you registered? Would you sign this? Right. It's signing. That does not recall him. It just gets him on, it gets the choice before the people to vote to recall him. So also you could, uh, if you can't find the Yuba County or Sutter County booths to sign up, you could go to Monty Hecker out of elite universal security in, in South of Marysville. They're open seven days a week and that's at 5548 feather river Boulevard, elite universal security. It's right there, right on the main drag feather River Boulevard in Linda, California. And you can sign up out there and also get extra petitions out there. Okay? Uh, okay. Now, let's see. I uh, I don't know whether you've noticed, but there's all kinds of trouble in the public education system. And we knew that there was trouble before COVID. Uh, but uh, with COVID, remember they they said it's uh, it's so serious that we have to close the schools. It's there's all these people going to die. Remember the guy in London at the Imperial College, Ferguson. He said that uh, he's the guy that came up with the social distancing, and he's the guy that kept up, came up with the masks and all that kind of stuff. But on the side, he was saying you can't mix it up with other families and all that kind of stuff. But on the side, he was having some other guy's wife come over and have sex with him. So uh, anyway, but the long and short of it is he's the one that started this thing that this is going to be a very deadly and contagious virus, highly contagious. 
He was wrong on every recommendation. Uh, It's amazing to me that politicians are still going along with this locally. And these and the the state and federal politicians have been 100 percent wrong on everything, on every single thing. So I got I got um, I got a text here I'm looking for that was sent to me by a lady that used to work in the school system. And uh, it says, this is sad. What is the Marysville Joint Unified School District Board thinking? Parents of Marysville, this sobering video, I guess there's a video on on Facebook on 530LIFE. And um, they filmed a school board meeting and a guy gave a presentation there. I don't know whether he's a a teacher or a parent or what. But uh, there's a a name of a... uh, administrator in the Marysville Joint Unified School System. I don't know whether he's in charge of student welfare or whatever, but his name's Mr. Greco, Rocco Greco. And uh, you think, oh, I'm just making that up. No, I actually know the fellow. And uh, so he he gave some stats to the school board. And I want you to just think about this. So he gave statistics for uh, high school students in the Marysville and Lyndhurst area. That's two high schools. And he said of 1,043 students, oh no, he said of those, of the 2,083 students, 1,043 of them, or about half, are below a 2.0. That's a 49% failure rate. I'm at, I'm at a break point here. I'm just going to, I'm just going to make a couple adjustments here where you're going to listen to a few minutes of uh, good clips I put together, and then I'm coming back, and we're going to finish this school talk. somebody sings it or the music is played we're going to stand at attention and honor of these men and we're not going to sway back and forth we're not messing with our short we're not messing with our jersey 
those two and a half minutes we're going to give to the people that earn these chairs. Because that freedom allows us to do what we're doing. I don't care if you sing, but I want you to know the words. And I want you to be respectful of the words. Because those words represent people's lives. And when we stand, we're going to put our right hand over our heart and our left hand behind our back. And we're not moving. And we're not looking down and we're not swaying. We're standing still with perfect body language. And all that we're thinking about is these men who earned the right for these chairs to be here. Hey guys, listen up for a second. First day of camp, but something really important. Okay, we're not women's soccer, we're not the NFL. If there's anybody here that's going to be disrespectful to either the American or the Canadian National Anthem, grab your gear and get the fuck out now, because you'll never see the ice in this arena. Um, we don't have that problem in hockey. We're better than that. But there was no sense in wasting anybody's time if that shit was going to happen. I don't believe it would happen here. Um, we're, the, we're the most patriotic sport that they have out there. So just keep that in mind. Thank you. Bring me a higher love, my love. Bring me a higher love, oh, oh. Bring me a higher love, my love. It's that higher love I keep thinking of. Bring me higher love. All right, so there were 2,083 students. Uh, 1,043 uh, are failing. And uh, so after his starting statistic, the Marysville Joint Unified School District Board voted to keep high school students on distance learning until January. It's November right now, right? November, December. That's, that's in other words, the whole half the school year. They're going to do distance learning. Here's what we know so far. No one, uh, let me just say it a different way. Some students adopted distance learning, some and they're doing okay. But by far, the majority of the students, it's killing them. It's just absolutely killing them. And they hate it, and they're not thriving, and uh, it is no substitute for teachers and interaction with students. Human beings were designed to interact, not be on a, on, on a machine. After, so after the statistics, the board voted to stay closed till January. Within, uh, with a mortality rate of 0.006%, right? That's six thousandths of 1% in our country. It is safe to say the worst is behind us. That's what this guy said. Uh, so it says, please voice your concerns to Marysville Joint Unified School District. Our students are running out of time. Thank you. Rock. So anyway, along with that, another friend sent me. I give all these friends that are interested in the show. So they send me materials. So I got a video that uh, Dr. Uh, Fong Lu, who is the health officer for Yuban Sutter counties in Northern California. She started off talking about they're going to try to open the schools so some students could begin going back. And uh, so then two superintendents of schools, that's an elected position, the only elected school position uh, of a leader in the two counties. They call them superintendents of schools. 
not like the not like the unified school districts, but the county superintendents. So there's 58 of them in the state. So Fr- Francisco Ravellas and Tom Russer, both superintendents, spoke one after another. And the sad thing about it is, I like I don't really know Tom Russer, but I know Francisco Ravellas. He's I I liked him. I like him. But uh, he just is sharing. He he was endorsing some stuff that is BS. Total BS. Now, either he I think Francisco is a smart guy, but either he hasn't done his homework or he's just going along to get along because he was telling everybody this is all going to get over if you wear masks and if you social distance and if you do this and that and the other thing. That is, uh, it's uh, BS, and it, it, there's no truth in it. There's no truth in it. There's nothing uh, healthy about a mask. In fact, it's unhealthy. In fact, the CDC, the Centers for Disease Control, just came out with a variety of statistics showing that of people that have actually been positive for COVID, 70% of them claimed they wore a mask all the time. All the time. They were they were mask converts. They were mask uh, disciples. They were they they didn't say they had they wore a mask when they had sex with their partner, but they said they wore a mask continuously. And 70 percent of those people got covid. Now, that's impossible if a mask works. You with me? So masks and social distancing are psychological manipulation that the government is using. They just came up with that out of the blue. There's no science. Do you get me? N-O. That means there isn't some study out in outer Slombodia. There is no science to support social distancing. They, by the way, war interrogators use social distancing to rock the world of, of uh, prisoners where they won't let them have contact with them. So they won't let them get any closer than six feet of each other. That's a that's a uh, a, uh, a torture technique, a psych psych torture technique. Wearing masks is not only physically unhealthy, but it's psychological psychologically unhealthy. We are human beings created by God to communicate with our whole being. You ever heard of body language? When you cover your face, I was talking to a nurse today, a retired nurse from Shriners Hospital. And she said, uh, she tells people when she, when she's talking to them, I'm smiling now because you can't see see she's smiling because she wears a mask all the time. Because I won't go into her situation, but we are we are designed to for people to see when we talk. They're designed. We're all designed to see into the soul of one another through our expressions and our eyes, and to cover up the face is evil. It's just flat evil. And if it had some purpose to it. You might say, well, we'll just do a temporary. It has no pur- It has no redeeming purpose. And here's the sad thing is the teachers and the administrators, they claim that they're smarter than the average duck. They are not. In fact, they're very political and they're more political than they're intelligent. And being on the school board, I was on the school board for three or four terms. I've lost tack- track now. I'm not I'm not there now. But I have I've seen administrators make disparaging comments about parents are there are there some rugged parents out there there are 
But by and large, teachers or administrators are not a substitute for the average parent. The average parent. Are you a substitute for a parent that's loaded on drugs and not available and neglectful, etc., or abusive? Yeah, you are as a, as a teacher. But what's going on here in our school system is not education. And when when superintendents shovel a bunch of manure on me on the on and and Dr. Lou, Dr. Lou, by the way, said in the newspaper, quoted in the newspaper by Jake Abbott from the Appeal Democrat by saying, we're not really ever going to be over this cold. That's what it is. It's a cold. COVID is a cold strain. We're not ever going to be over this until there's a vaccine. Now, that woman has lost her mind, and she is not. That is unhealthy. Did you know, I was talking to a a very successful businessman here in the Yuba Sutter area today, and we got to talking. He's a conservative guy. We got to talking, and I was telling him, I said, did you know that doctors are not treating COVID in our community? And he just went dead silent on the phone. I said, I said, let me just say this again. If you go to your local doctor or a clinic and you test positive or you have any symptoms, they smell COVID, they will tell you to go home and they will not give you any medication. He, he could not believe his ears. I said, I'm telling you the truth. What's going on in, in California, it's not true in every state. What's going on in California is pure evil. They're allowing people to get a bug call it COVID, and they're allowing that. It'd be like a woman going in, and she said, Doctor, I think calling in and said, I, can I have an appointment? They said, what's your problem? She said, I have a lump in my breast, right? And they'll say, no. Uh, how big is it? Oh, it's you know, the size of maybe a small pea or whatever, or a bean or whatever. And they said, oh, no, uh, just let it grow, right? It's not a problem now. We, we really don't address it until it gets really bad, and then, we'll, then you can come in and we'll, we'll treat you for cancer. We don't do that in this country. We don't do it anywhere else. If, somebody, I, I, if somebody's got a problem with their lungs and they tend to get pneumonia and stuff, they have a tendency for that. If they get a cold, usually the doctor, knowing that a lot of times it'll go into pneumonia, will begin to preventively treat that person to make sure that code, cold does not get worse. Right? They give them prophylactics. Preventive type medicine, preemptive type hit to stop that from getting worse. In, in California, they are trying to create ICU cases, and then the, the hospital gets paid to take care of that person, plus they get $29,000 per person from the federal government. Now, that is evil, what they're doing. And they're counting all these COVID patients, uh, even though they— uh, they, if they die, even though they primarily died because half their heart was worn out, right? So uh, let me just get down here. I want to just bring share something with you. So this gal who I know photocopied, did a, what do they, they call it a screenshot. So on the CDC, Centers for Disease Control, the United States government, this, these are the gurus. These are supposed to be the go-to people to get answers, right? So they are talking about influenza. And here's what they say. Due to the ongoing COVID-19 pandemic, this system will suspend data. In other words, their counting system at the CDC. We're going to suspend data collection on the normal flu. 
for the 2020-2021 season, influenza season. And it says, if you want to look at data from previous seasons, click here. In other words, they're going to count it as COVID. They're just going to keep counting everything as COVID to keep the, the virus going. The virus is no big deal, right? It's like somebody said, if, if, if you had an idea that you were s- smart community, the more you test people, the, uh, the, the, uh, the dumber you get. Because you, the more you look into somebody's thinking, the more dumb people you come up with. That's what's going on. Every time they get a number like, oh, five more people got COVID. No, they didn't get COVID. They had COVID. They had it and it went away and they didn't even know that most of them didn't even know they had it. In fact, now they're saying that all the way back in September or August, uh, there was COVID in the China and they never said anything to anybody. In fact, I have doctors here that have said that last year, at the end of last year, there were probably people getting COVID and nobody treated it. it was no big deal. It was just like the common cold. COVID is a strain of cold and there's no vaccines going to work for it because it keeps mutating. As soon as you get ready to do a vaccine, it mutates. So there's more goofy stuff going on. Now I want to talk for a few moments about how we've lost our mind uh, and our perspective. And so this guy wrote an article. He wrote a blog, the odds. uh, Oh, let me just do this first. I want to give you some perspective. So I looked up, I'd always been heard that, uh, you know, when medical people, they make an error, they prescribe the wrong medicine or they give you the wrong medicine in the hospital, or they didn't know you were allergic to something and it causes a reaction, right? The estimate is that for medical air deaths in the United States, and I think all of you probably that are listening to me go to the doctor, right, or go to the hospital somewhere. Medical air deaths in the United States, there, were, there are 250,000 annually. You hear that? So if you're afraid of COVID, but you go to the doctor and get medicine, it doesn't match up because we're not having that many deaths in COVID, right? And and in order to even the COVID deaths we have are so jacked up and twisted and faulty and th- you can't count those statistics. But we have medical error involved in about a quarter million deaths a year. Now, if you're really freaked out about numbers, think, oh, my God, there was two more COVID people tested positive for COVID. I thought, so what? We don't keep track of everything everybody gets every day. In this in this small little community we're living in, people are getting gonorrhea, syphilis, chlamydia, uh, all kinds of things all the time. Cancer, get diagnosed with cancer. But two hundred, if, if a quarter of a million people in our country are dying of medical error, but you're still willing to go to a doctor, what are the odds you're going to get killed? So, and let me just, let's do this. Each year in the United States, like this is in 2017, these numbers, there were 2.8 million deaths in the United States from just a variety of things. People killing themselves, people killing each other, people people getting hit by meteorites, lightning, um, eating, you know, uh, eating a bush, a, a weird mushroom, right? 2,813,503. They counted them all up that year. 
So uh, life expectancy, 78.6 years. But the way the the uh, government has scared the hell out of you is called the pan, the uh, pandemic of hysteria. You don't think you're going to be able to make it out of 2020. So uh, let me give you some the the standard ways people die. And these people are dying today. But if they have any covid, any trace of covid in their system, like we had two hangings last uh, this last few weeks. So when they do an autopsy on those hangings, they will if they find any covid, they're going to count that to covid. Is that strange or what? That's actually evil is what it is. So let me just give you an idea of what's killing people in the United States before we ever got into covid. Right. Because COVID is just a it's a it's a drama queen scheme, the drama queen scheme, COVID, because it's something like 97 or 90 or 99.7 percent of all COVID patients survive. Did you know that? I'm going to give you some perspective today. So heart disease, there's 647,000 and change died in 2017 cancer right at 600,000 accidents unintentional 169,000 chronic lower respiratory disease that that's something that covid gives problems to respir- respiratory right so before covid we it probably was a covid but it wasn't covid-19 160,000 chronic lower respiratory deaths stroke 146,000 Alzheimer's, 121,000. Diabetes, 83,000. Influenza and pneumonia, 55, almost 56,000. Intentional self-harm, 47. They don't list overdoses here, but it's been running around 70,000 a year. Okay? Those are just the ways people die. Now, I don't see any supervisors weeping. They, they, didn't, they aren't mourning at the every, every, after every meeting, every weekly meeting for everybody that died. They sometimes have some favorites and, and send them a special congratulatory letter of all the hard work they did before they died. And, but, but they don't honor everybody that dies like we're doing right now, making a big deal out of it like, oh, my God, it's a great tragedy. We couldn't prevent them to die. Actually, when it's your time, nobody can prevent you from dying. So it's a, here's a guy that wrote an article, Tom uh, Barlow, uh, wrote this uh, odd article. It says, whenever the jackpot gets high enough, Powerball players come out of the woodwork hoping to cop that multi-million dollar prize. These, I submit, are among the most optimistic people on the earth because they look at odds of one. I want you to listen to this odd odds. One in 195 Two million two hundred forty-nine thousand fifty-four. That's the odd to win, like the big Powerball. One in one hundred ninety-five million two hundred forty-nine thousand fifty-four, and still these people envision themselves winning. Now that's that's faith, baby. Yet some of these people play the other side of much shorter odds, walking outside in the thunderstorm. Ignoring bees buzzing flower beds, riding bicycles, and going for a swim. All apparently comfortable in the odds against such activities bringing them harm. They might not be so confident if they knew the true odds. Like riding without a seatbelt, riding in the back of a truck, riding without a helmet, uh, and on and on and on. Drinking out of the end of a hose, etc. So here, here's the chances of you dying, according to the National Safety Council. In fact, I know a lady that used to serve on it here from Yuba City. Uh, 
and she was serving on this National Safety Council. Here's the odds of dying of various causes. Heart disease, one in six. Cancer, one in seven. Stroke, one in 28. Motor vehicle accident, one in 88. Intentional self-harm, one in 112. Accidental poisoning, one in 130. Falls, one in 171. Car crashes, one in 303. Accident by firearm, 1 in 306. Pedestrian, 1 in 649. Motorcycle rider, 1 in 770. Accidental drowning, 1 in 1,123. Exposure to smoke, fire, etc., 1,000, 1 in 1,177. Bicyclists, 1 in 4,717. Firearms discharge, 1 in 6,309. Uh, let's see, lightning, one in 84,079, legal execution, one in 96,691, dog attack, one in 120,864, flood, one in 175,803, fireworks discharge, one in 386,766. These are just odds. They just take the, uh, they, they work all the statistics out. And these are odds of you dying by any of those causes. Now I want to go down here and I want to talk some about COVID. Here, let me give you a couple more. Earthquake or other ground movement, one in 148,756. Let's see, lightning. Did I give you lightning? One in 80. I know know people that have have their loved ones die of lightning strike right here in our area. Cataclysmic storm. One in 46,044. Okay, we're going to take our second break, and then I'm going to come back, and I'm, and I'm going to compare the chances of you dying of COVID to th- those. Now, every, most of you have done all those kind of things. I'm going to talk to you about it in just a minute. Hang tight. Listen to these clips. Be right back. Donald J. Trump, and I approve this message. It doesn't matter whether or not they're the victims of society. The end result is they're about to knock my mother on the head with a lead pipe, shoot my sister, beat up my wife, take on my sons. To take them out of society. Away from my mother, your husband, our families. Lock the SOBs up. We know who Joe Biden's talking about. Us. Don't let him become president. Uh, everybody on Twitter thinking that coyotes were literal coyotes when uh, Trump mentioned it last night. <laughs> um, Can you just explain to America what a coyote is? Uh, a coyote is a smuggler, uh, plain and simpler, uh, simple. Um, you know, they're the ones that uh, are attached to the migrants as they're coming over and they see their journey through here. They're the ones that protect them, so to speak. Hey, folks, Sheriff Lamb here. Now, I'm a sheriff out here in Arizona, and like many of the other sheriffs here in Arizona, border security is a big issue for us. Now, this week during the presidential debate, they talked about border security, and President Trump talked about how important it was to secure America. And he talked about coyotes. Now, there's a lot of you, even some with blue check marks who think you're smarter than all of us, that were making fun of the president for using the term coyote. We have plenty of these out here in Arizona. This is what the president was referring to. These are also coyotes paid by the cartel to bring people and drugs into our country like this. 
See all these guys in their camouflage clothes? Well, this may be a joke to some of you. This is not a joke to us out here, nor is it a joke to the hundreds of thousands of people who have been trafficked by the cartel or the millions of people who have lost loved ones from drug addiction, like heroin, fentanyl, methamphetamines. We take it serious, and we're thankful to a president who also takes it serious and who believes in border security. Please stand with us in protecting our borders. God bless. But uh, yeah, it was funny to us, as we know. But a lot of people, you know, haven't even seen the, the wall before. So yeah. just expect them to know what a coyote is. I guess I get it. Duty, honor, country. Those three hallowed words reverently dictate what you ought to be, what you can be, and what you will be. They are your rallying points. They give you a temper of the will, a quality of the imagination, a vigor of the emotions, a freshness of the deep springs of life, a temperamental predominance of courage over timidity, an appetite for adventure over love of ease. In this way, they will teach you to be an officer and a gentleman. From your ranks come the great captains who will hold the nation's destiny in their hands the moment the war toxin sounds. The long gray line has never failed us. Were you to do so, a million ghosts in olive drab, in brown khaki, in blue and gray would rise from their white crosses, thundering those magic words, duty, honor, country. All right, so I'm giving you an idea of odds of dying. Now, most of you have, have been out in a storm. You've driven a car. You've eaten and been around smoke and things where you could get, you, you know, you've lived life. So uh, you get old and people have strokes. People have motor vehicle accidents. People have cancer. People take a tumble. Uh, pedestrians, motorcycles, accidents, bicycles. We've done a lot of these things. We've been around dogs. We've had floods here in our area. We've had a number of floods since I've been alive, right? And uh, you could have an accidental firearm discharge. So you see the realism of that? Okay. Now, they, they're having trouble starting school again, right? And it has nothing to do with children, and it has little to do with parents unless they're deceived, which the media has pretty much accomplished that in some of their minds. But... In reality, according to science, a child has very little chance of getting COVID and getting sick by COVID. They may breathe it in and their immune system will knock it out and they may have a trace of it in their system, but they don't even know they have it. That's the way it is with most of us. In fact, let me just read this. This is right out of the Internet and it's, it's, on the, it's put out by the COVID people. 
Although for most people, COVID-19 causes only mild illness. I want you to think about all the times you've been ill. And I think with mild illness, I go to work. <laughs> right? I, I, I don't stay in bed for mild illness. I might work around the yard. I might work in my, I work here at my house. Mild illness, I ain't staying in bed for that. It can, it can make some people very ill. More rarely, disease can be fatal. Older people and those with, or those with pre-existing medical conditions, such as high blood pressure, heart problems, diabetes, appear to be more vulnerable. Okay, that makes sense because as people get older, their immune system is worn down. Maybe they only, maybe they smoked a lot. Maybe their heart doesn't work as well. Uh, they got diabetes. Maybe they have kidney problems. Whatever. So anything that somebody picks up may cause them a problem, right? And may cause them, that could be the, the thing that pushes them right through the goalpost of eternity. So let's talk about kids for a minute. It says even, this is, this is research. This is like, you can get this off the internet. These are top researchers in America and elsewhere. Even for children who actually are infected with the coronavirus. So say somebody, a child gets in, a child being somebody uh, under 18, say. Even for children who actually are infected with the coronavirus, the risk of dying is extraordinarily low. I want you to think about all the times you've been in school or had your kids in school and you get a call from the, the nurse or the principal and say, oh, your son's got green stuff coming out his nose or he's, he's got a temperature. He, he, all of a sudden in PE, he's not feeling very well. Uh, so they send him home, right? So he's got something. He may or may have a, a, a influenced somebody else with it, but he took it home with him and you just keep him home till he gets over it, right? We call that quarantining, but we never usually use that term. Just stay home, right? Uh, so that's just normal doing business in our schools. But right now, the union, the teachers union, won't come back to schools because it's so dangerous. Now, would you come back to school if you're getting paid and you're not working very hard? You're getting like lots of money. You're getting the same money for just doing these little zoomy zoomies. It says even for children who actually are infected with the coronavirus, the risk of dying is extraordinarily low. The COVID-19 patients under age 20 under age 20 are 17 times as likely to die due to other causes of death this year than they are to become COVID-19 fatalities. So if you're really freaked by COVID, they're saying that you need to be really concerned by all the other things your child is doing. Because there's seven, you're 17 times more likely to be killed with the other activities in their life than they are COVID. Now, you're sending them to school to get an education. You're sending them over there six to eight hours a day. And you're saying, I don't want to risk it. And the teachers are saying, I don't want to risk my life, right? Or I don't know what they're saying. But the unions are not allowing the teachers to go back. This is a union shutdown is what this is because they want a socialist government. I didn't say the teachers want it. I say the leaders of the union want a socialist government. So if you say, I don't want to risk my kid going there, you need to put your kid in a bubble and a box and put him in the closet. Because there's 17 times more likely that your kid's going to die this year from something else than, not, than COVID. A different way of looking at it, according to this research company, is they break. I've never seen this word. They call it a micro mort. 
M-O-R-T, micro-mort. A different way of looking at the risk is that, say, 30 micro-morts is equivalent to the fatality risk of driving a car 7,500 miles. Now, I drive my car not quite that many each year because I, I work out of my house, so I don't have to commute as much. But back in the day, I would average 12,000 miles a year. So how much risk is there driving? What kind of fatality risk is there driving 7,500 miles? Not hardly at all. It just hardly, it's minuscule. But we don't even think about that. In fact, your kid is more likely to get killed by you driving them to school than them being in school. Your kid is more likely to be killed by you lighting a fire if you're smoking weed or them getting into your dope stash than they are dying of COVID at school. This goes on to say school-aged children. I want you to listen to this because we are being shanghaied. We are being punked by the politicians that are over us, the supervisors, the city council, the board of trustees of schools. I, I saw two guys, one guy, at least I have respect for, is Ravellis. And I thought, Francisco, I can't even believe you're shoveling shit on me like this. I thought you were a class act, man. And you were just shoveling stuff right over the top of my face, dude. School-aged children between 5 and 14 have a 1 in 200,000 chance of dying of, no, not covid Influenza. You remember before you were freaked out by just a common cold called COVID? School-aged children. This is not a right-wing or a left-wing. These are researchers. That's all they do is crunch numbers and look at reality. School-aged children between 5 and 14 have a 1 in 200,000 chance of dying from the influenza. Didn't say they might not get it. Or they might get it or not. It's it said they're going to die from it. One in two hundred thousand chance. Now there's I give you all kinds of statistics. You probably didn't write them down because I didn't tell you what I was going to do, and it caught you by surprise. But let me just let me just run something by you. You got a chance to get run over in a motor vehicle a crash, a die in it, in one in eighty eight. I, you know, the, the statistics for all these other things I read are a lot more gruesome than what I just gave you. Did you hear me? I'm going to say this one more time. If you have a kid between 5 and 14, it doesn't go up much to get them out of high school. You have 1 in 200,000 chance of that person dying of influenza. What about COVID? They say 1 in 1.1 million chance of dying from COVID-19. Now you tell me who is lying. The PhDs are lying. The people with a master's degree are lying. The people that are getting paid $200,000 a year for doing nothing are lying. The people that are getting paid $85,000 a year, the government people doing nothing while you lost your business, you lost your home, you lost uh, your pl place of work. Like your restaurant, you didn't. You were a server at a restaurant. You were a cook at a restaurant. You were a host at a restaurant. You were a bartender. You ran a bar. Uh, 
you lost everything. And all the other government people, you know, it's interesting to me, the government people. Well, I think I think we need to wait. Oh, I think we need to err on the side of caution. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're getting 90. I just saw where the supervisors of Yuba County are making over $90,000 a year. Do you think if we pulled their salary, they would be anxious to end this? They are not anxious to enter it because they are getting paid for this. If you pulled all their salary, like you lost your salary and you lost your freedom, they would not be anxious to keep this going. Oh, well, we'll put it on the agenda. Well, let's study it. Let's study it. Let, let's, let's turn it over to, let's turn it, turn it over to Mr. Smith over there in CO to study it and come back with a staff recommendation. Let me tell you what, if that staff, if you told them we're, we're not going to be able to pay you, you think they'd come back with a quick recommendation? Oh, but if you're going to pay them, well, we just could, you know, it was so busy this week. We just, we're going to need at least a month to get back to you. When they tell you they care about you, they are lying. When they tell you that they are concerned about their constituents, they are lying. They do not give a damn about you. These people are getting paid. They're getting a retirement. They're getting their per diem. They're getting their extra little lunch money spiffs. Just and oh, yeah. Oh, well, we can't let you in, even if you have a mask. Oh, you got a mask. You know, I'm so sick of going out in public and going every place instead of some instead of retail people or businesses saying, oh, good to see you. Thanks for coming. You know, what can we do for you? Where would you like to sit? They're first thing. They, they're in your business about a mask. I thought, screw you people. Arguing with me about a mask. You're keeping these schools shut down. Listen, people. You are crazy if you think that the school system is somehow looking out for the welfare of your kids. They never have looked out for your welfare, welfare of your kids. Not once. I've been on the school board. I've been on the school board where for months in a school board meeting, nobody mentioned a child. You know what we talked about? The teachers. The teachers this and the teachers that. And a new program and a new this and new funding. And... Uh, negotiations over labor and negotiations over pensions and nego never cared about kids. Ne nobody ever brought you know, the, the pink elephant in the room or the white elephant. What do you want to call them? Nobody ever wanted to discuss failure, lack of outcomes, 46th education system in the country because we got taken over by unions. Let me tell you, if you are not willing to risk, putting kids in those classrooms where there's only a one in 1.1 million chance of dying. Don't ever take your kid fishing. Don't ever put your kid in a car. Don't ever let them get in a bathtub without you sitting in there with them. Don't ever let them eat your food because it may be spoiled and they'd get poisoned. Don't ever let them ride a bicycle. Don't ever let them box or go to the gym without you. I mean, there are a thousand things of activities that you should never do. Don't ever let them take an aspirin because a quarter million people a year die from wrong medications. One in one point million chance. When you see these statistics, you know why? You, they never share these. Why? You know why? Because they're, they're, it's a snow job. It's a manure job. It's a sham. You're getting punked. It's a total scam. Dr. Lou is the scam artist of the county. 
She is a scam artist accountant. That gal, her medical license should be pulled. School-age children between 5 and 14 have a 1 in 200,000 chance of dying of the flu. Are you afraid to go? What about after COVID? You're going to sue the, sue the school because your kid went and came home with a sniffles? I mean, the United States of America, used to we used to be like resilient, right? Resilient. Let me let me read you something here if I can find it quickly. Um, this is very interesting. I I just think you know the um, the whole safe space movement has has prepared us for this. People that I remember when somebody wrote the word in chalk, not graffitied, not not hung a noose, not did something weird, but just took chalk and wrote the word Trump on the sidewalk and and people filed a complaint uh this one gal says this is a nurse anyone out there who can tell me anyone out there tell me what our end game is with COVID-19 what is the magic formula that is going to allow us uh to sound the all clear no the the all the all clear is it do we have to have zero cases the only like Dr. Lu says, oh, we all have to take the vaccine. The only way that will happen if we just stop testing and stop reporting. If you didn't report and you didn't test, we'd have zero cases. Is it a vaccine you're working for, waiting for? It took 25 years for chickenpox vaccine to be developed. The smallpox inoculation was discovered in 1796. The last known natural case was in 1977. We have a flu vaccine that's only 40 to 60 percent effective and less than half the population wants it. Roughly 20,000 Americans will die of the flu or flu complications, this person says. Actually, it's more than that. Oh, he said you'll mandate a vaccine like other vaccines are mandated in order to attend school, travel. Maybe we'll have to get one to travel. We already have a growing number of anti-vaxxers refusing proven, tested, well-known vaccines that have been administered for decades but aren't necessarily safe. Do you really think people will flock to get a fast-tracked, quick-tested vaccine whose long-term side effects and overall efficiency are anyone's best guess? How long are we going to cancel and postpone and reconsider and post, put off and wait and wait and wait? You aren't doing in-person school until the second quarter no the third quarter no i think we'll change i will we'll start next year what if the october numbers are the same as as august you move the football you're going to move football to spring what if next march is worse than this one when do we decide the quality of life outweighs the risks how about that question i understand covid can be deadly or very dangerous for some people but so are strawberries and shellfish we take risks multiple times a day without a second thought. We know driving a car can be dangerous. We don't leave it in the garage. Many speed and don't wear seat belts. We know the dangers of smoking, drinking, and eating fried foods. We do it anyway. Is hugging grandma really more dangerous than rush hour on the freeway? Is going out with friends after work more risky than four-day-old gas station sushi? sushi? Or operating a chainsaw? How about that? When and how do we so quickly lose our free will and give up our liberty? Is there a waiver somehow I can sign that says, I understand the risk, but I choose life with hugs and smiles and the state fair and going to church and, and going over to hug my mom in their retirement home? 
I understand that there's a minuscule possibility I could die, but I will most likely end up feeling like crap for a few days. That's all that's going to happen to me. I understand I could possibly pass it to someone else if I'm not careful, but I can pass any virus to anyone. I'm struggling to see where or how this all ends. We either get busy living or we're going to be busy dying. When it's your time, you don't get any mulligans. So I guess I would rather spend my time enjoying it and living it in the moment and not worrying about what ifs, maybes, and I bet I'm not the only one. Well, I, I have this thing I wanted to read to you that I thought was really cool, but I can't find it right at the moment. Oh, here we are. But I'm running out of time. Now, l let me just share a few. <laughs> I saw this. This is so awesome. These are, I'm really into, you know, I, I love advertising. And I studied a little bit in college. And uh, so if you look back in the 20s and the early, early any other time era of, of America, you'll see this. So this is an advertisement. It shows a lady smiling with a cigarette in her hand. It's smoking uh, the cigarette. It's lit. So she's looking at, she's pretty and she's pregnant. She's really pregnant. And it says Nico time cigarettes. She's advertising Nico time cigarettes. The slogan is the smooth taste expectant mothers crave. Now the the title of this, uh, these four ads, they're hilarious ads and they're all real ads that were taken out of history. Always trust the science in quote, science. So it says, Nicotime cigarettes, the smooth taste expectant mothers crave. I bet they do. Then there's another one, this little baby. He's probably one. He's just smiling, looking like he's having a good day. And on top of his head, a, a, a banner over his head says, no flies on me. And under, underneath it says, thanks to DDT. It's an advertisement for DDT. So hers is on Nicotime cigarettes. He's he's doing DDT. Now, this is the one I love. This is an advertisement by the Bayer Company, right? That's a, started out as a German company. I'm out of time. I'm going to give you the last two, and then I'll, uh, in a second. Listen to these clips. I'll be right back. Those next two will get you. Okay. I'm going to let you in on something. The Democrats just think that they're entitled to the Latino vote. They think that we just have to hand it over to them. That's right. We sure as hell don't. Así mismo. Así mismo. They got to show us what they can do for us, what they can do for our communities. We're not going to buy the same wolf tickets and false promises that destroyed great countries like Venezuela and Cuba. It's not going to happen. You know what else is not going to work for them? playing Despacito on your cell phone to pander to us. Hell no. You got to give us some credit for having heads on our shoulders. I'm going to wrap this up. Some words of Barack Obama. He said elections have consequences. That is true. And those words have never been more true than they are today. 
We either reelect President Trump and keep America great. Amen. Or we let Joe Biden destroy the greatest country the world has ever seen. Now, I'm a professional athlete, and I've been one for most of my life, so I've always seen things through a sports lens. That makes Donald Trump our head coach. And before the global pandemic, we were winning Super Bowls. And when you're winning Super Bowls, you don't fire the coach. You don't, it doesn't matter if you don't like the plays he runs, the players he puts on the field, or what he says on Twitter. You sure as hell don't replace him for another coach that's been in the business for 47 years at every level and never won a game. There's a terrible disease going around infecting millions of people. It's highly contagious, creating the worst pandemic the world's ever seen. If we don't act now, it's gonna keep spreading, potentially infecting everyone. The disease is a mental condition called intelligence. Intelligence is a very contagious disease spreading around the globe at unprecedented rates. It's threatening to destroy the world as we know it. Symptoms of intelligence include thinking for yourself, elevated levels of self-responsibility, nuanced thought, the desire for freedom, acts of bravery, and an intolerance to being controlled by fear. We don't know much about intelligence, how it works, or how it spreads, but there's very strong evidence it's easily transmitted through ideas, self-expression, and human connection. Together, we can slow the spread of intelligence, but we all must practice strict obedience to the following guidelines. Socially distance yourself from critical thought. Sanitize your mind with the news. Rely on other people to tell you what's true for you. And wear a face suffocator to reduce the amount of oxygen going to your brain. Additionally, we'll need to permanently shut down the economy to fight this dangerous infection with the weapons of poverty and despair. We're also working with our partners at the social media giants who are strongly committed to ending intelligence by censoring free speech on their platforms. If you find yourself accidentally thinking for yourself or think you may have come in contact with someone infected with intelligence, please self-quarantine in front of the news for 14 days and seek the medical guidance of your local computer programmer. With this infection, it's also advisable to put your entire trust in the hands of people who, in the past, have been found guilty in antitrust lawsuits, and outsource your entire thinking, well-being, and choices to people who aren't you. It's your social duty to help out and do your part. If we all work together, we can rid the world of intelligence once and for all. Lockdown, no more government overreach, no more fascist bullies disturbing our peace, no more taking of our freedom and our God given rights, pretending it's for our safety when it's really to enslave. Who's running our country? Who's running our world? Examine it closely and watch it unfurl. No more lockdown. 
No more threats No more imperial college Santa's making them crooked facts No more lockdown No more pulling the wool over our eyes No more celebrities telling us Telling us what we're supposed to feel No more status quo Put your shoulder to the wind All right, so the smooth test expectant mothers crave. The lady's very stylish lady. It's it's a drawing, but she's pretty and her hair's done nice and she's smoking a she's got a cigarette off again away from her face holding it. The smooth taste expected mothers crave. And then the little boy, uh he said no flies on me, dude. You seen those third world pictures with flies all over him, right? Well, he's saying that because we spray DDT in America, the, we ain't got all those flies. We'd say in the valley, we used to spray DDT down the streets of East Marysville out of the back of a Jeep. Uh, they would come, the mosquito people. It was all, we didn't have flies. It was mosquitoes that was killing us because of the rice fields. And we'd get a kick out of it driving through the DDT fog. So this guy's all happy. He says, thanks to DDT, I don't have any flies all over my forehead. So the next one is, uh, is a label off a pill box or pill bottle. It says compressed tablets containing 46 grains each of heroin hydrochloride. I thought, man, I'm going to try some of that. It says directions two to three to be taken only by the order of a physician, the Bayer Company LTD. So we, they were advertising heroin hydrochloride. I mean, I got the label right here. It's unbelievable. So this is science. This is science now. And finally, when I moved into this house, it had asbestos siding on it, right? You heard these buildings where they said, oh, we can't remodel. Oh, my God, the government's coming after me. There's asbestos in the ceiling. There's asbestos in the walls. There's something, right? Asbestos, bad, bad, bad. <clears throat> so this house had asbestos siding on it. It was really bad. It's old and cracked because they said it would last a lifetime, right? And it, it, it would, but it'd be ugly. And, you know, some things you don't want to last a lifetime, right? At some point you have to say, just take me home. <laughs> I look like I, an old beat up asbestos shingle. So uh, anyway, this says the, the uh, ad is let this magic mineral asbestos protect the buildings on your farm. So they were selling asbestos covering these shingles, right? And it was just supposedly toxic for you, right? So that's, I'm just giving you a little heads up for science. Now, I want to, it's kind of like as you, the environment and the world that you went in, whatever went down in the world that you got brought up in, it formed you. So I know looking back and remembering my parents, I can see a lot of the values and the concerns and the way they manage money and food and how they spent their money. Uh, everything, why they did what they did, their value system was formed by going through various times in life. So this is a, uh, a write-up. It says, imagine you were born in 1900. So my dad was born, I think, in 1913. He wasn't far off. So these are some of the experiences this generation. These would be people a little younger than the greatest generation, the ones that went through the Depression of World War II. So it says, imagine you were born in 1900. You, when you were 14, World War I began, 
and ended it when you're 18 with 22 million people dying. So this gives you perspective on COVID, right? This has been such a this uh, disinformation campaign by Dr. Liu and the supervisors could only be done on people that are fairly stupid. People that have got their butt kicked in life aren't, aren't putting up with this. People that have fought in wars, people that have gone through a lot of tr- difficulties, they think these, scam- these, are, these are dirty scammers. That's what they are. When this happened, I smelled a skunk the first day and made one phone call to my doctor friend. And I thought, for once, I'm, I think I'm ahead of the curve. World War I begins in year 18 with 22 million deaths. Soon after, a global pandemic called the Spanish flu happens and kills 50 million people worldwide. You came out alive and free. You're now 20 years old. Then, at 29, you survived the global economic crisis that began with the collapse of the New York Stock Exchange, causing inflation, unemployment, and hunger. At 33, the Nazis came to power. That's 33 years of age. And at 39, when World War II begins and ends it when you were 45. Oh, I, I hold on. It says at you are 39 when World War II begins and ends at 45. During the Holocaust, 6 million Jews died. There will be more than 60 million deaths in total during the war. When you're 52, the Korean War begins. At 64, the Vietnam War begins and ends at 75. A boy born in 1985 thinks his grandparents have no idea how difficult life is, but they have survived several wars and disasters. A boy born in 1995 and now 25 thinks it's the end of the world when his Amazon package takes more than three days to arrive and when he doesn't get more than 15 likes for his photo posted on Facebook and Instagram. In 2020, many of us are living comfortable, comfortably. We have access to different sources of home entertainment, and we have often uh, more than we really need. But people are complaining about everything. However, they have electricity, phones, food, hot water, and a roof over their heads. None of, us of, this, none of this even existed before for these, some of these people. But humanity has survived much more dire circumstances and has never lost the joy of living. Maybe it's time to be less selfish, to stop complaining and crying. So, uh, just something to think about. What we have is a lot of people that uh, do not have the ability to critically think. For When they tell you it's too dangerous for your kid to come to school, it will never be safe for your kid to come to school. You know what, what they're trusting in? I don't think this is Rocco Greco's uh, feeling. He was just given stats the other night. You know what the administrators and teachers are counting on? You to be stupid. And the longer you stay stupid and wear a mask and social distance and obey Thanksgiving guidelines and uh, keep your kid him down, and do Zoom Zoom school, uh, that's what they're counting on, being stupid. And I think what we're finding out is two things. One, the school system is corrupt. I mean, it's, it's uh, corrupt just like uh, politicians are corrupt. And just like dishonest businessmen are corrupt. Schools are corrupt. 
They, they have nothing to do with children except for the fact that they're like gasoline keeping the car going. That's all. Gasoline has no other service than just powering your car, fossil fuel. Those kids are like fossil fuel. There is no commitment to the outcomes. There is no business that could fail year after year after year like the schools have and stay in business. These schools are (laughs) showing that they are putting out stupid students, stupid graduates, because a graduate that is bright and he if he realized that 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 this is what danger this is what they're saying danger is danger is your kid having a, a one chance and 1.1 million to die from covid when kids don't even get covid now that's just stupid but this doctor runs around sounding like it's the yellow fever or it's the Black Plague. It's the biggest BS campaign I've ever seen in my in my entire life. I, I have never seen anything like it. And I'm surprised that more people are not up in arms about it and attacking people over it and going nuts over it because, because that's what's going on. Nobody's saying, there's not too many people saying much. And I've said this before on this uh, podcast. I am shocked at people that I have known for 30, 40 years that I thought were fairly bright people that just are totally taken up with this and uh, are just shills of the government and just basically, basically become a socialist or a communist government overnight. Now, we're at election time, and I've told you how to vote. Not who to vote for, but take your ballot in if you want it to count. I'm t- talking to liberals, libertarians, communists, a whole bunch of you. If you want your ballot to count, you better go put it in the ballot box yourself. Now, I like this from what Ben Franklin said. Man, I've been reading a lot about the founding fathers and uh, and the way they thought and the, what they said. And it's been helping me. He said democracy is two wolves you know how people say we're a democracy, we're a democracy, we're a democracy. We are not a democracy. We're a republic. It's way different, way different. That means instead of just the majority always get their way, which is a democracy, it's never worked anywhere. Well, a republic is we have representative form of government. We choose representatives, but we're all governed by a constitution. So when the representatives get off, off, uh, off the rail, then the Constitution is enforced, and we can take them and remove them. If they can't stay on the straight and narrow, we can remove them by force. That's the Second Amendment's all about. So Ben Franklin says, democracy is two wolves and a lamb voting on what we ha- on what to have for lunch. Let me say it again. Democracy is two wolves and a lamb voting on what to have for lunch. Liberty is a well-armed lamb contesting the vote, right? Now, I feel like I'm sitting here, and I, I remember when I, I live in Marysville in an old house. And I remember when the city council decided 20, 30 years ago that they uh, now were going to manage the colors we painted our house in the city. This isn't like a condominium operation here. This is just random houses, 
and they're going to tell us because the historic value of some of these houses, what we had to submit to a color committee. Do you think Lou submitted any color committee? I just painted my damn house. It's ridiculous. This is what, that's what democracy gets you where the majority can just vote and said, I think we'll take Lou's car. I think he's got a nice house. 50, 51 out of a hundred of us said, let's take Lou's house. Let's make Lou move. Let's shut Lou's business down. I remember when the planning commission decided uh, in Marysville that one of the oldest businesses in town that used to be called Hutchison and Carnes or Hutchison's Funeral Home on the corner of a D and Ninth Street, and it it had uh, it had been it had been a funeral home its entire existence, and then it had been closed for a while, and now a new owner had it, and the, the funeral they wanted to put in a crematorium. And because most people get cremated nowadays, so they need a crematorium. And they had to get a permission from the government to put in a crematorium. Now, you'd think they could just have a crematorium, right? They're, they're a funeral home. It's like, it's like asking the government, the city council, if you can buy a casket to bury somebody in, right? Why do you have to do that? So they had to go get permission. Not a building permit. They just had to get an okay. They've been in business. This, this place had been there longer than any business in town, current business in town almost. And this, this, the planning commission voted and said, we think we don't want it. We don't want it to be a, a mortuary anymore. We don't want an existing mortuary to be a mortuary anymore at that location. In other words, move. That's, that's the two wolves and a lamb for lunch. They're going to have that lamb for lunch. And they had to appeal that. And we, we, we put them on the radio and I wrote about it in the territory. We shamed the, the planning commission. And, and reversed, right? We saved the lamb that day. Two wolves and a lamb for lunch. Liberty is a well-armed lamb. Like, I'm a lamb over here on, on 630 11th Street behind Taco Bell. And if you mess with me, I'm going to blow you right off the front porch. I'm a well-armed lamb. I'm just going to blow you right back, and then I'm going to call... I'm going to call on God, said I shot one of your people over here, and I'm going to call the police department and have them come over and do an investigation. I avoid that. I did that a while back. I caught a guy in my car, broke in. It was, he ended up being a Hollywood celebrity. And I was glad because I saved. I didn't want to have to do the paperwork because I had to get over to Juvenile Hall to speak. So I let the police handle it, and they were able to get him out, and they got him out safely. Now he's in a rehab. So let me read you this. This is interesting. There's In the media, if you're still watching television, I just feel sorry for you because you're totally deceived. Or my friend Dennis, who got hit in the head hard. He gets his words mixed up. You're totally conceived. He said, Lou, they, they, they can't seem to figure things out. They get, they get confused and they're conceived. So you hear all this baloney. Now, one of the things is that Trump is the problem and has killed all the, like I just heard the governor of New York, Cuomo said that all the deaths in America are Trump's responsibility. I thought that's unbelievable. Nobody even blames God on that. And it's, it's Trump's fault. And he's mismanaged the coronavirus. Now, this is the facts, but nobody seems to want to do any hard work. Do you ever, like, why don't you just do your homework out there? If you did your homework, I, you know, I like Candace Owens. She spoke here recently, and she said when they started calling, she said, I was anti-Trump back in the day. And then they started calling him a racist. I thought, well, he's 
he may be a lot of stuff, but I don't believe the guy's a racist. And it, he, she started doing her own homework, and she's a woman of integrity, and she convinced herself that Trump was a good guy. Now, let me just read you this, because this is, this is the facts. On January 31st of this year, 2020, Donald Trump closed all travel from China. Now, if you remember, the World Health Organization and Fauci threw a fit. Democrats called him racist. Do you remember this? That's, I remember this. I lived through it. On February 2nd, New York City Health Commissioner Oxiris Barbeau says, join the parades and don't believe the misinformation from the president. Misinformation being that virus is going to be a problem. Remember, they said he didn't do enough early enough. All the media. February 2nd, same day. New York City Health Council member Mark Levine says huge says huge crowds uh, is powerful defiance against the scare task tactics of the president of the United States. In other words, let's have a big party and the police come to the parade and let's have a huge crowd because we're going to do a bean up the nose of the president. Right. More crowds are better. February 24th, Nancy Pelosi in Los Angeles, uh, in, actually says L.A. Chinatown. I think she was in San Francisco Chinatown. She tells people to come down. I watch this on the YouTube. Come down and enjoy the, the Chinatown celebration, right? February 24th. That's almost two complete months uh, when, when Trump shut down the, uh, I'm, I'm sorry, one month. He, he did that on January 31. He shut down all traffic coming in from China. So one month later, she's welcoming people to Chinatown. Come on, let's go down here and party. And finally, on April 3rd, uh, Schiff, Adam Schiff and Pelosi announced an investigation in the president for his mishandling of the corona crisis. Now, that's just, um, how, how do you get more crazy than that? It's just the un most unbelievable thing I've ever, I've ever seen. Uh, they just, it, you have to realize, oh, this is something I need to get in here. We've got two minutes left. I got a lot going on here today, so I'm just going to jam along here. I don't like people to repeat things. A lot of these talk show things, I don't like, I'm not, I'm not saying I'm better than them. I'm just saying, I don't like to listen to talk shows when they keep repeating the same thing over and over. I I've done 40 years of church and there's a lot of BS in church. And, uh, I do church cause Jesus and, uh, but people are in church. It's, it's like, Hey, people just like the community is full of people. Church is full of people. So a lot of times people say at our church, cause we're real politically oriented because the Bible says to be salt and light. If you're going to be salt and light, you got to, got to mix it up. And the Bible's full of all the big heroes in the Bible were involved in government. So it, most people read the Bible, but they don't really get it or they don't believe it. So they kind of come up with their own religion in the midst of it all. Charles Finney, who was a uh, abolitionist, in other words, he fought against slavery. He says about voting, Charles Grandison Finney, he was a revivalist. He was a very powerful preacher, saw a lot of people come to Christ. But he, he also, what, what isn't known about him in church is he was an abolitionist. He says the time has come that Christians must vote for honest men and take consistent ground in politics, or the Lord will curse them. How about that, y'all Christians out there that 
stood outside and had met outside in your parking lot instead of your church. How embarrassing. And I think Adventure Church, they wouldn't go in. They said, oh, we got to obey the government. And then it rained on them, and they all fled inside the church. Honestly, that I can't. I can't even say on the on the. I can't even say here what I really feel about it. It's so much baloney. The time has come that Christians must vote for honest men and take consistent ground in politics, or the Lord will curse them. I'm telling you, you're familiar with the Bible. You can get a curse on you. Christians have been exceedingly guilty in this matter, but the time has come when they must act differently. Christians seem to act as if they thought God did not see what they do in politics. Hello. But I tell you that he does see and he will bless or curse this nation according to the course that Christians take in politics. We'll be right back. Fourth break. We got two more sections coming up. What you are against is the teaching of contested political ideas as if they are accepted facts. We don't do this with communism, we don't do this with socialism, we don't do it with capitalism. And I want to speak about a dangerous trend in race relations that has come far too close to home to my life. And it is the promotion of critical race theory, an ideology that sees my blackness as victimhood and their whiteness as oppression. I want to be absolutely clear, this government stands unequivocally against critical race theory. Some schools have decided to openly support the anti-capitalist Black Lives Matter group, often fully aware that they have a statutory duty to be politically impartial. Black lives do matter, of course they do. But we know that the Black Lives Matter movement, capital B-L-M, is political. I know this because at the height of the protests, I've been told of white Black Lives Matter protesters calling, and I'm afraid uh, I apologize for saying this word, calling a black armed police officer guarding Downing Street a pet. That is why we do not endorse that movement in on this side of the house it is a political movement and what would be nice would be for members on the opposite side to condemn many of the actions that we see this political movement instead of pretending that it is a completely wholesome uh, anti-racist organization there is a lot of pernicious stuff that is being pushed and we stand against that we do not want to see teachers teaching their white pupils about white privilege and inherited racial guilt and let me be clear any school which teaches these elements of critical race theory as fact or which promotes partisan political views such as defunding the police without offering a balanced treatment of opposing views is breaking the law. Hi, I'm the spokesperson for the Democratic Party and I'm back to tell you why you need to vote blue this November. You know us as the party of love, tolerance and compassion, but we're much more than that. We're the party of science, and the science is clear. Men have periods, babies are clumps of cells until they're born, and maybe a few minutes after. Vaccines save lives unless they're developed while Trump is president, and voting for us will end hurricanes, wildfires, and tornadoes. 
As our nation reels from a pandemic with at least a 98% survival rate, we need a party that understands that riots, liquor stores, and abortion clinics are immune to the virus, while churches and schools are dangerous and must be shut down. It's for your safety. Democrats stand for justice. That means we'll ruin a man's life based on no evidence because we believe all women, unless your name is Tara Reid. As fighters for justice, we have a winning message from our activist base. Abolish the police and prison systems. At the same time, we'll push to take away your guns and eliminate single-family housing zones. It'll be fine. Our commitment to justice also means we'll stand by as the lives, businesses, and property of people who did nothing wrong are destroyed. That's because we believe Black Lives Matter. Trump is a racist. He just is. And even though he's explicitly condemned white supremacy multiple times, it's not enough and it never will be. Come to think of it, he hasn't been quite clear enough on his stances on cannibalism, pushing people in front of moving trains, or Ted Bundy either. It really makes you wonder. In Joe Biden, we have a champion for the BIPOC, primarily by authoring a bill that sent thousands of them to prison. And most recently, he compassionately pointed out that all black people think the same way, and that if you don't vote for him, you ain't black. He's right, of course. The only real black people are the ones who agree with us on everything. And those who don't, well, we have every right to belittle and demean them. That's what we call anti-racism. Democrats are the party of the poor, the marginalized, and people of color, as is reflected in our leadership and our party's biggest donors. Y hablamos espanol. One thing Democrats are best at is exciting our base. We do this by coming up with stories we know will make you angry and then dropping them entirely without corrections when they get old. Like accusing Kavanaugh of gang rape or Trump of stealing mailboxes. <laughs> that was fun. Trump is a scary, evil dictator. So scary that absolutely no one is afraid to criticize him, lie about him, openly wish death upon him, or call him a clown in a live debate. That's why we believe he won't concede in November. Sure, it's been four years and we still haven't accepted the results of the last election, but that's because reasons. The GOP will do anything to stay in power. Democrats are just trying to preserve our democracy by packing the courts, abolishing the Electoral College, and reconfiguring the Senate. We go back and forth between believing Trump is a conniving genius or a bumbling buffoon, but one thing is clear. He is not mentally fit to be president. Our candidate is sharp and not at all in cognitive decline. I mean, who really knows what the Declaration of Independence says anyway? And who are you to say corn pop isn't real? The choice is clear. And once again, we're confident that through censorship, manipulation, bullying, and maybe a little ballot harvesting, we'll get our way. Why? Because we care about you. So much so that we're willing to wear you down until you fear getting silenced, doxxed, fired, or ruined if you don't agree with our agenda. That's love. I'm the spokesperson for the Democratic Party. Vote for us in November. Another thing I've learned being married is uh, we're not always going to see eye to eye on things. You know? No, we won't. And like, for instance, okay, there is a hierarchy in the Latino culture. We don't talk about it, but it's there. There's all kinds of different Latinos, right? Mexican, Puerto Rican, Salvadorian, Cuban, Colombian, Dominican, blah, 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 blah. All kinds of us, right? And like my husband, he's Puerto Rican, okay? Any Puerto Ricans here tonight? Hey, 
All seven of California's Puerto Ricans came out tonight. <laughs> My husband, he's Puerto Rican, right? So he thinks Puerto Ricans are at the top because they have J-Lo. <laughs> All right, we get it. Team Puerto Rico, one point. Well played. Me, I'm Mexican. Okay, any Mexicans here tonight? So pretty much everybody else. Okay. I'm Mexican, so I think Mexicans are at the top because we have the best food. These are just facts, you guys. Google it if you want to. We're not even like the best in the Latino foods. Like we jumped into regular food category. You know what I mean? Like ask any of your friends what their favorite food is. Nine out of 10 times they're gonna go, oh, uh, favorite food, pizza, Chinese, and Mexican. Yeah. They don't say Latino. <laughs> oh, uh, I like Latino food, all encompassing Latino food. <laughs> nah, bro, they say Mexican. <laughs> That's what's up. I mean, for the most part, people don't even know the difference between us. They think all Latinos eat Mexican food. <laughs> Ask any random white guy, hey, name a Latino dish that is not Mexican. Uh, fajitas. <laughs> no, that's Mexican. Quesadilla. <laughs> no, that's also Mexican. Nacho Belgrande. <laughs> that's American. Nice try, Team Mexico, one point. <laughs> well, well, the birds in the trees know something we can't see Cause they know we were born to be free Don't need the government cramping my style Give them an inch, they take a mile Take you in with a phony smile, wouldn't you agree? And you normal, it's not normal It's no kind of normal at all Everyone seems to have amnesia Just trying to remember the Berlin Wall Some kind of new old All right, this is our fifth fifth segment. Thanks for hanging with us. Um, I want to just take a few moments here and recognize some folks that helped me do this. And uh, these are the people that actually helped me financially do this because it costs some money to put the program together and and uh, have all the technology that uh, makes this possible, right, on the World Wide Web. So um, we also have people that help me with information that are uh, sending me clips and emails and texts and all kinds of stuff. And so I'm much, very grateful for all of them. I don't even know why they would want to be named. But some of these others that give us money, I want to name them because uh, and give them honor, honor them, because uh, I'm not making any money. It costs me money to do this, but... We're all in this for one reason, 
and that is to uh, influence people to stand up for the country and do right things and to be uh, patriots and 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 un- undo some of the disinformation that's out there from the mainstream media because it's all lies. It just all lies. And some of you think, well, Lou, don't you watch television or how do you get your information? I haven't had a television hooked up. I mean, I'm not saying this from a prideful point of view. I'm just telling you a fact so you can get it better understand. I haven't used a television for, since 1987. <clears throat> I have one in the house, but I just have it hooked up to a DVD, so I watch occasional clips or you know things I want to use when I used to do the jail work for for COVID. But uh, I get information from the the web and reading and uh, reading lots of stuff on the web and hard copy. But you don't need to watch television to get your information. And everything from the sitcoms to the documentaries from the the movies is indoctrinating you to be a socialist. And so uh, one one person I I like to mention, there's three people. And if you listen to this program, you could probably do this part yourself. But uh, Monty Hecker with Elite Universal Security has been a big support in in a lot of different ways for me. helping me keep up on stuff and helping me with political stuff. Like right now we're trying to recall the governor, but we've tried to stop tax measures that were ripping off people and all kinds of things. So elite universal security, they're a good security business right now. We're harvesting walnuts here. We just finished harvesting almonds and rice, but, but uh, almonds and walnuts are uh, expensive and they, people steal them here. It's unbelievable. People steal the food product from the farmers after they after they grew them. And so uh, if you need security, uh, Elite Universal Security is somebody that can help you, and you can call them at 530-749-0280. Don't know which county you're listening from, but they uh, they do work all up in, uh, from below Sacramento all the way into Oregon, southern Oregon. So... You, and they also need workers. So if you're in, in another county and you're listening to this podcast, you could call them at 530-749-0280 and talk to them about maybe going to work for them. You could also go to their website, which is api-academy.com, api-academy.com. Shows some of their schooling. They can train you. Or you could go to their website at universe, eliteuniversalsecurity.com. And uh, they will uh, they will hook you up with a job, or they will do security for you. They do government security, private security for people, individuals, businesses, and they will do you a good job. The other people is Dave Greenitz Construction or Greenitz Construction. We talk a lot about them, and uh, Dave has got a couple sites that you can just go and look at his his work. It's he's been in business for forty years. So he's got a lot of work out there to to either turn you on or turn you off. So on his website at greenitzconstruction.com, green with E-T-Z on the end.com, you can check out before and after on his bathrooms, kitchens, decks, uh, entryways, all kinds of work that he's done. Uh, you can check out the work and, and you can communicate with him right off that website send him an email, call him, whatever. I'll give you the number in a second. But also you can go to Dave Greenitz Construction Facebook page, Dave Greenitz Construction, 
Facebook and see the same type of thing. So uh, you can kind of nose around without even having to talk to him. But if you want to talk to him when you're ready for that, you can email him or you can probably you can text him on this number as well. Or you could just dial him up. 530-682-9602. 530-682-9602. Now, something you might think about since it's starting to get cool now, right? You may think, well, how come you're telling me this now? We just finished the summer. They also put in uh, whole house fans, which uh, if your house is built in a certain way, you can put that fan system in the attic, sucks all the hot air out and brings in cool air from the outside. But the time to put it in is in the winter. So then when the summer hits and we have 105, 110, 108, we have 10 days of over 100 weather, your your, uh, whole house fan is doing a lot of the work without turning on that big central air conditioner. So check, check out Dave Greenitz at 530-682-9602. And finally, the plumbing doctor. As uh, All these guys help me uh, when I'm in a jam. And so sometimes I got broken, the door won't close right, I got latches won't work, or something around here doesn't work, and, uh, or sometimes the plumbing doesn't work. It's, you never think about it when it's working wonderful, right? You turn on the water, the hot water works, it goes down the drain and disappears. You think, thank you, Jesus. And when you flush the toilet, it does not come back up towards the TV, but it goes on out. So uh, if you want to keep it that way or you get in a jam and you need some help, you can call the plumbing doctor, and that's in the Yuba Sutter counties at 530-671-9111, 530 and they just make things work like they should, which is a relief to me. I'm always a happy guy when my all the things kind of bells and whistles go off at the right time around here. Okay, so uh, I, I want you to think about it. I think I think about this all the time, these type of things. So when I saw this little, somebody put this meme together. It said 126 years ago, and I'm thinking, forget 126 years, man. I remember that when I was a kid. 126 years ago, you didn't have to ask permission from the government to, and then it has this list, to correct, collect rainwater. You know, in some areas of the United States, you can't. The government says, that's my water. Water is running off your roof. It's coming from heaven, from God, right? And when it hits your roof and runs off into a barrel, the government runs around and says, that's my water. Let it go. <laughs> These people are nuts, man. I don't know when we're just going to not stop and start shooting people. Collect You can't collect rainwater. You have to ask the government permission to collect rainwater, go fishing. Isn't it interesting? You cannot go put a line in the water with a hook and a bait on it and catch a fish without at, paying the government some money and getting a little piece of paper. So, so, some guy, so then this guy comes down from the hillside in a little uniform, he says, hey, 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 you got a license, like you're driving a car, you got a license to put that line in the water and catch that fish that God made? I just think this is unbelievable. You have to ask the government, you have to work through the government to, to purchase a piece of property. If you want to start business, start a business, you got to ask the government. You got to get, you got to get a permit to get married you actually can get married without a permit in a church 
You can't do that. You can't do that. But there's sometimes you get an illegal snafu if you don't actually get the certificate and recorded. It's crazy. I, I would be all for the government to get totally out of marriage. Get out of same-sex marriage, opposite-sex marriage, just get out of marriage and just let it become the church's business. And if people wanted to have some kind of a mutual agreement, they could just go to an attorney and have sign up. You have to get permission from the government to go hunt something. Like if you want to go hunt a bird, kill a bird or a deer or something, you got to get permission. You have to get, even after the, the, the second amendment says this right shall not be infringed upon by the government <clears throat> the right to own a weapon. It says like my friends, now, if you go buy a gun in California from a from a gun dealer, they have to go through a whole background check and get you permission, and you have to get registered to own the gun. So the government knows you have to get that, That's con contrary to the con Constitution. It's also contrary to the Constitution. You have to go over to the, ask the sheriff permission to have a concealed weapon permit to own a weapon. You have to get permission to cut hair. Randy Randy Mitchell, my friend who owns Uppercuts Barbershop, just told Gavin Newsom's people down at the cosmetology board to take their license and shove it, that he no longer was cutting for the state. He's cutting for himself, and uh, he's not going to license his property, his business location, which is a barbershop, and he's not going to keep their personal license. So they said, he said, just take me off the list. I'm, I'm going on my own. I'm a lone ranger. Uh, everybody ought to do that. If everybody did that, that would be the end of all these licenses. You have to get permission to sell products. You have to get permission now to s protest. We didn't do that down at the state capitol, and they ended up arresting some people because they said you can't be on. They're just open grounds. Have you ever gone to Sacramento State Capitol? It's just an open grounds landscaped, and it's got grass everywhere. You're not hurting anything. People walk back and forth across there. But if you go there and specifically begin to talk about something the government's doing that's wrong, then you have to. they say you have to get a permit to protest. That's totally contrary to the Constitution. Like the other day, we were protesting out in front of the, the Sutter County Courthouse where Gavin Newsom is on trial. Nobody got a permit, and I felt good about it because uh, we have a right to protest as long as we're nonviolent, peaceful protests. We have a right, according to the Constitution, to stand up pretty much anywhere unless we're out there like BLM does in Antifa, block traffic and do stupid stuff, harass people. We weren't doing that. We were just letting our voice or our presence be known that we have, a, we have a, uh, an axe to grind, so to speak, with the governor. To protest. It says we have to have permission from the government to sell food. Now, they make up all kinds of great excuses. Oh, well, we have to, like, license that guy to cut your hair because he may, like, miss and cut your ear off or give you a disease. I've gotten haircuts in all kinds of countries. You wouldn't believe it. And they just do a fine-dandy job. And then I, and I never ask them if they got a license from Gavin Newsom over in Vietnam when I got a haircut over there, or Ho Chi Minh, who's been dead for years. Isn't it interesting how the government has just encroached everything our founding fathers said they didn't want? Now we have government, 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 government. Government tell me you can't go to school.
We got this lady running around town telling you can't gather. You can't go to school. In fact, let me go back up here. This is unbelievable. This is unbelievable. Everybody's just mocking the governor. It's getting so outlandish that people are just starting to mock him. Let me see if I can find his Thanksgiving rules. Have you seen the Thanksgiving rules? I, this isn't like this isn't like a spoof. This is like the real thing. This Thanksgiving rules. Let me see if I can find it real quick here. I got it here somewhere. I got things. I got way too much stuff today, and I just gobbledygooking me up a little bit. All right. All right. All right. Okay. Here it is. New mandatory California Christmas Thanksgiving <clears throat> gathering guidelines. And then in parentheses, it says it's official. Boy, okay, we got an official guideline. Now, no more than three households, including your own, may gather. The host of the gathering must collect all names and addresses of those. Now, this is communism here, folks. And people are just say, oh, where's my pen? Oh, my God. We, we need to make a nice little list. Do we print? Can we, can we word process it? Can we email it to you? Or, you know, does it? Well, can we do it in pencil? What if we can't find any paper when they come in, right? We have to record the names of addresses of those people are coming. That's just like they're doing it in churches now in China. Communists in, in the government-sponsored uh, churches where they can't even preach the gospel. They're taking facial recognition of them. No children, no military, no students are allowed. They're just waiting for the old people to die off. Then they'll shut it down. All gatherings must be outside, no turkey inside. <clears throat> you can go to the bathroom inside if the bathroom is frequently sanitized. You're allowed to gather in an open park, three households only, but no concurrent gatherings like with people you know in the same park. <clears throat> all seating must be socially distanced. A food, all food must be in single-served disposable dishes. This is unbelievable. You must wear a mask at all times unless you're eating. I think there's also some limitations on the amount of people, no more than three households. Anyway, there's some limitations and, uh, you, you know, it's just, uh, it's just communism people. So either you're going to, some people have said it's not about Trump versus Biden. It doesn't, doesn't matter whether you like by uh, Trump or not, his personality, you know, it, it's kind of, or whether you, you think Biden can be a good president? This is about freedom versus communism. This state, and I've said this many times before, but it, it, it's shocking to me because as a young uh, adolescent, I got a hunting license and my dad gave me a shotgun and uh, taught me how to hunt. And I, I and my friends, we would walk out uh, – couple miles out of marysville we'd start in the down in, in the east marysville area and walk out with shotguns and with with uh, uh, ammo and uh we'd leave in the dark of the morning and we'd come back to the middle of the day we'd be carrying uh birds and ammo and shotguns and we're teenagers nobody even look at you second second uh second glance no cops would stop they wouldn't give you a, a second look. And we'd rock, walk right down the street. Or you could drive your, we had small motorcycles, motorbikes, and some of the guys. And we'd have shotguns on there riding down the street with shotguns, carrying them 
and nobody would say a thing. It basically, you were open carry. And uh, so we have lost all that freedom. And if you think, oh, that's scary, that just means uh, you, you have, you're a socialist. You think that government has got to manage everything for it to be safe. It's like, hey, freedom, there's a risk to freedom. That's why we have a gal that came from a communist country, Fong Lu, immigrated from a communist country and is trying to implement that today. She's been funded by the Soros people who want, want a socialist government here. They don't want capitalism. They liked it when they made, made their billions of dollars. But now they want, they want to uh, control the, the population. And this woman is, is nuts. She's out, and the supervisors are so lame on both sides of the river. They can't figure this out. They cannot figure this out. And they don't have any balls. They just don't. They can't make a decision and can the woman. She's totally out of line. She's saying that it's going to be very dangerous to go to school. Very dangerous if it's one out of 1. million, 1.1 million. It's one out of 1 million, 100,000. Your, your kid, if you have a concern about that, your kid should not walk outside it. Your kid should not like eat. You're, you need to look at the food you're eating. Because there are germs on that food. And the toilet, how, when did you clean the toilet the last time? And the shower, if you got multiple kids, did you clean it between each kid? And do you have dogs? And how clean are those dogs? And are you like letting them like wrestle in the grass and the dirt that has all kinds of germs in it? <clears throat> Honestly, people, we've lost our minds. I want to, uh, uh, this is a guy, uh, we're, we're coming up to a break, but this is a friend of mine who works in Cambodia, but, uh, he was working under the U S aid and CIA in uh, Laos during the war in the 1960s. And, uh, he wrote this because he sees he's in Cambodia right now, but he sees what's going on in America where so many young people, <clears throat> I mean, college age. And high school age are endorsing socialism because that's what, you know, people don't wake up. I was thinking about this today. People, and I've said this in jail many times, eight-year-olds or seven-year-olds or five-year-olds don't wake up in the morning someday and decide they want to murder people or do heroin or do burglaries and end up in San Quentin or Folsom prison, right? And um, People don't wake up one morning and decide they won't be a socialist or a communist. They're taught these things. They learn these behaviors. We're going to be right back. Let me just shift this up here, listen to a clip, few clips, and then uh, I guess we just have one more segment. Okay. There have been times in my life I've been wondering why Still somehow I believe we'd always survive Now I'm not so sure you'll win me here One good reason to try Alan Blinder Coach, uh, I want to talk about the Saturday's game for just a second. You didn't have a wear or wear a face covering actively for a lot of the game. Uh, why not? 
Well, I tried to remember the best I could. Then I found myself talking all of the time, um, you know, because I'm calling the plays as well. So I was in a constant state of talking. So between uh, me taking it down to talk, uh, me lifting it out, uh, up and it uh, falling down on its own and me remembering to put it back up, I think, uh, uh, you know, there were a number of challenges there. But, uh, you know, with, uh, with a little practice, who knows, it may be better this week. How'd you do it? How'd you do it with your face mask? Did you, are you a pretty good face mask guy? I, I do my best. What, uh, okay, so let me ask you, let's get a few pointers here. Okay, what do you do when the, uh, so um, it does the breathe-in thing on the mouth. What, what kind of face mask you got? I got a, just one I bought off Amazon that, you know, goes around my ears and that kind of the, thing. So the ears and then this, right? Yeah. See, I've got that face sock thing, which yeah. is good and bad. It sits right on your neck instead of hangs from your ear. But then, uh, do you do you ever find that you know when, and then pretty soon, um, you know those things will start to smell bad, and and, yeah. and then all of a sudden you're going, you know what's that smell? What's going on out there? No, there's nothing going on out there. That's your breath. And then uh, so uh, now I need to I need to practice with that. But what what do you do um, when you're talking? Did you have a trigger or something to remind you when to pull that? thing back up because I, I found myself uh, too preoccupied to do it and then all of a sudden I notice it's around my neck there yeah I mean I think everyone's different so I was just curious what your thinking was if it was a if it was some kind of statement if it was I, I, I try I try to do my I try to do my best with it but once you're six feet apart I can't help but wonder if some of this isn't uh, an homage to politicians so uh now, I want you to remember that this war on terror, as well as our presence in the Middle East, is necessary and inevitable. To those who can't understand that, they need to spend more time on the History Channel and less time in the goddamn chat rooms. In this time of nuclear weaponry, we cannot afford to wait for the fight to come to us. You need to understand that. This political correctness stuff's a bunch of crap. This generation is so goddamn spoiled and lazy, they wouldn't know a real threat to their freedom until it interrupted the power source to their Xbox and killed a half a million people. The complacency of fools will destroy them. That's written in the Bible. My God, I really wonder where we'd be today if some of our current members of Congress were residing during World War II. I think we'd all be speaking German right now and the world would have a serious shortage of Jews. These people like Harry Reid, that son of a bitch is like a man in combat who won't provide you the cover fire you asked for so you end up getting your goddamn head blown off. People like him don't know anything more about the process of defending modern freedom than they do about fornicating. Now, all this stuff you've heard about America not wanting to fight, wanting to pull out of Iraq, is a lot of horse dung. 
Americans traditionally will protect their freedom. All real Americans love a good fight. When you were kids, you all admired the champion football player, the fastest gamer, the greatest superhero, the toughest boxer. Americans love a winner and will not tolerate a loser. Americans play to win all the time. I don't give a hoot in hell if you're a Christian, Muslim, Jew, or a Buddhist. If you intend to take up arms to harm America or Americans, you will lose. Now we have the best equipment, facilities, the most technologically advanced weaponry in the world, and you can be thankful of that. Without it, there'd be a hell of a lot more dead. Now I say to the Iraqi citizens that if you know of people planning insurgency, stop them. If you see or hear about someone planning a roadside bomb, stop them. Shoot those bastards in the guts. Report their activities. That is the only way to build a truly great nation. The people must get involved and take it back, just as Americans did against the British in the 1700s. Being free is part of every religion, but a lack of freedom and misguided education can create enormous setbacks. In 1939, when the British ally Poland was attacked and occupied by Germany, do you know that that small island of Britain had the balls and fortitude to declare war on those Nazi bastards? Well, we did nothing. We didn't want to get involved, we said. How dare we not learn from such things? This is not a goddamn video game. This is a modern fight for freedom and security of this nation and the world. Now, the current leader in Iran has made it very clear that he wants to destroy America and threatens a second holocaust against the Jews. And this leader is attaining nuclear technology right under our noses. The difference between him and Hitler is that Hitler built up his war machine in secrecy. How stupid and ignorant should we be? If Hitler would have had nuclear weapons, he'd have used them. If Japan would have had them, they'd have used them. You had all better wake up. If it were up to me, we'd already be in Iran, and their leader would be one dead son of a bitch. After World War II, there was a plaque laid in Germany which reads, Never again, fascism. How dare you forget and allow it again. You all know the old saying, history repeats itself. Well, here we are. Now there's another thing I want you to remember. I don't want to get any more messages saying that we need to pull out of Iraq. We're not pulling out of anything. Let the enemy do that. We are advancing constantly, and we're not interested in pulling out of anything except a parking lot. Now, there's one thing that you men and women will be able to say when you get back home, and you may thank God for it. Twenty years from now, when you're sitting around your family, with your grandson on your knee, 
And he asks you, what did you do in the great war on terror? You won't have to say, well, I listened to far-left bullshit, sat on my ass, and was more concerned with American Idol than I was about American security and freedom. All right, now you sons of bitches and women, you know how I feel. Go on. I will be proud to lead you wonderful people into battle anytime, anywhere. That's all. So uh, my friend from uh, Cambodia wrote this talking about what he saw in Laos when he was there from 1968 to 1971. If you are older, you remember we weren't supposed to be over there, but we had secret bases there. And the guy says, I was not a soldier. I was a contract employee for the U.S. Embassy in Laos. I watched as Laos went from a constitutional monarchy to a communist state. I witnessed the major destruction of a, of a country through infiltration, fear, dissemination of propaganda via rumor or print. I want you to think about COVID while I'm saying this to you and what's been going on in our country in the progressive takeover of every aspect of your life by the government. I witnessed the major destruction of this country through infiltration, fear, dissemination of propaganda via rumor and print, developing a slogans like a slogan by the, the term is jackpot. Jack a pot, which is hard to translate into English, but construed the construed meaning is colonialist, colonialist slave master. In other words, foreigners were called colonialist slave masters or jackpots by the communists. They were there were demonstrations against the government. Village leaders and police were routinely assaulted. And I want you to think about this as what what's happening to our police. Village leaders and police were routinely assaulted and assassinated, eventually leading to open civil war. I not only lived in this, lived this in Laos, but I observed it in Cambodia as I was stationed on the border of the two countries and was part of the daily CIA USAID briefings, which consisted of the department heads, about eight of us, of all U.S. agencies working in the southern five provincial regions of Laos. Cambodia was heavy. Uh, Cambodia was the envy of Southeast Asia. I want you to think, I don't know whether you've ever been to Cambodia. First time I went, it was totally bombed out by the communists. Cambodia was the envy of Southeast Asia in the 1960s. Lee Kam Yew, prime minister of Singapore, which is a phenomenal uh, country. Ling, Lim Kam Yew, uh, prime minister of Singapore at that time, came to Phnom Penh and gasped out loud, I hope someday my country can look this good. Cambodia maintained neutrality until the overthrow of Prime Minister Sihanouk in 1970 with a pro-American general named Lon Nol. I had thought Sihanouk was the wisest leader in the world. He'd kept his country out of war, but then he then the coup, Lon Nol came into power 
Nixon ordered 30,000 U.S. troops across the Cambodian-Vietnam border to destroy uh, shipments of munitions and supplies for the Viet Cong. And poof, we had Kent State shootings in the United States. Then there was such political pressure, Nixon pulled the troops back and replaced them with B-52 carpet bombing. That gave the struggling Khmer Rouge, or the Red the Red Communists, uh, or the Red uh, Cambodians, Communists, a propaganda foothold and was the beginning of the end of for Cambodia. In 1970, by 1975, Phnom Penh was a burned-out cinder. If you think that can happen in America, you need to pray. Just look at where we are now versus Christmas of 2019. Now, this is a guy that actually lived there. I've been there after the uh, Khmer Rouge were overthrown by the Vietnam communists. And the Singapore is one of the most advanced, clean countries in the world singapore they have when i flew through singapore it was the nicest airport it was it was uh rated the number one airport in the world singapore air was the number one airlines in the world they commented back in the 60s that they admired phnom penh when i went into phnom penh and in cambodia there were huge holes in in the roads uh it was it it was like going down through a um, a wild west city dirt roads it had completely been destroyed the the communists burned down the the western medical hospitals the communists burned all the books do you know that in marysville joint unified school district they're throwing out books right now they're throwing out all kinds of books because they they're getting rid of classics and all kinds of books that we would normally have read about our history uh, to be replaced with other curriculums I'm telling you, people, we're in the midst of a transition. If you're missing this, uh, you're going to be caught up in a really bad situation. The The hospitals were burned down. The schools were destroyed because uh, they wanted to go back to folk medicine instead of modern medicine. So when a third of the population died through murder or they died through disease or malaria, things like that, because they eliminated all the modern medicine to stop uh, the spread of illnesses, uh, the school system was, they didn't want schools anymore because they want everybody to live in communal farms and just go out and plant rice by hand. That's communism, people. That's socialism, people. People, uh, you can't hardly meet a family in Cambodia that don't have people that have died either from AIDS or from bombs, exploding bombs that were planted in, in all the fields. Or were killed by the communists, right? Tortured and killed. This is something this, that we're gonna we're gonna see this here. We are gonna see this here. If you don't think this is happening, if you don't think this COVID is about that, if you think, oh well, we're just fighting an illness, you are totally, you are hilariously screwed up. You are hilariously screwed up. I feel sorry for you. Uh, I I I'm afraid for you is what I'm afraid of. It's it's a hor- horrible situation. Um, and, and we have crazy people. Let me see. I'm just trying to see how much time I have and, uh, and what I'm going to, how I'm going to use my time here. Just, Oh, I want to mention to you that 
I've been playing some military stuff, you'll notice today. November 11th is Veterans Day. A lot of times I'm always late to sort out these dates when I'm coming up on these radio shows or podcasts. So I wanted to give you a heads up, and uh, I wanted to say, listen, as we're coming up to November 11th, if you have children, do some educating. Look up some stuff on YouTube and watch some stuff on YouTube educationally for your kids about our veterans and uh, about the heroic things they did. And maybe maybe even uh, go out on Northville Road someday with a couple American flags and make up some posters and thank the uh, airmen as they are uh, going to work out at, out at Bill Air Force Base and get out by the gate and just stand there and wave at them and thank them. It, it'd make a big difference. And so be sure to maybe you could buy the, if you see somebody going into a restaurant, you could buy their meal. Uh, besides just kind of remembering it's Veterans Day, like we're, it's not honoring just dead people. It's honoring the living veterans that are serving us right now. So uh, why don't you do something? We, that gives us, uh, we got about 12, 13 days. You can think of something creative. That's something that if your kids are out of, your kids are probably out of school. So it gives you something educational to do, and you, you can study some of what the veterans have done for us. You can research the wars. It's very f- easy to find on Google. You can research the wars, how many men and women have died, and what kind of price was paid. Maybe show them some of the graveyards here and overseas, and uh, et cetera. So I want to go on right now, and um, I want to talk to you about— um, Kanye West, and uh, who has been portrayed by Hollywood, as soon as he began to change his life, they said he was mentally ill, right? Said he's a freak. I remember when I changed my life, it left the drug scene, quit dealing drugs. My friends thought that I'd overdosed <clears throat> and thought I went mental. So Kanye West is having the same thing, but he has been recently attacking Planned Parenthood. And you think, oh, why, why would he be so focused on Planned Parenthood? And the reason is, is there's awakening happening among the black population. And when Candace uh, Owens was here uh, a few weeks ago, I asked her, I said, Candace, do you really think, I said, I've noticed on different um, YouTube uh, interviews that there's a number of black people that are now supporting Trump or they're what they're not supporting. They're actually not supporting the continued Democrat lies and I said, do you think that's widespread? She said, it, that's what the Blexit movement that I started is all about. And yeah, it's huge. She said, it's huge. It's Blexit means black exit from the Democrat Party. And so Kanye West, uh, uh, article was written recently about the title was Kanye West, Planned Parenthood founded to kill all the black race and to create population control. Well, th- the blacks have been late to the party to argue this i'm not saying they didn't know about it a lot of people did but uh they he says uh kanye west says that uh he said the grammy the grammy award winner contrasts the deaths linked to covid19 by the centers for disease control with what he said was an average of 1,000 black children aborted every day every day every single day in the united states of america a thousand black children in fact, Candace Owens said the other day that if there was an abortion, the black population in America would be double what it is today. Is that shocking or what? That just, it just, it's sad to me. 
he's quoted as saying, let me talk about Planned Parenthood, all right? The last figure I saw is there were 210,000 deaths due to COVID in America. And everywhere you go, you see someone with a mask on. With the abortion culture, there are 1,000 black children aborted a day, daily. He said, we are in a genocide. So if there's 365 days in a year and 1,000 black children a day, that's 365,000 black children that Planned Parenthood is is helpful in killing each year. So he says, so there's more children have died since February than people have died of COVID. Not just all children, black children. And everyone wears a mask, so it's a matter of where we're turning a blind eye to. He says, in 50 years, there's been 22 million, over 22,500,000 black people aborted strategically on purpose. Planned Parenthood, he said, set up and placed their clinics in minority communities to kill black people. When's the last time you heard any black people talk like this? Do you hear any black preachers talk like this? Very few. They sold out to the politicians. Same way white, white. I'm just not blaming blacks for this. White are no better. White kids are getting killed. More white kids are getting killed than black kids. But they're just... Well, anyway, I don't want to get off on a sidetrack. We're running out of time. Abortion, he says, is the number one killer of blacks in the United States. Now, I wrote down something here that I don't know whether I can. I I wrote it down somewhere. I can't figure out where I put it. So there's a website you need to go through to. And when you watch the videos on this website, you'll never be the same. And I'm just trying to find it right now. And I may just have to pull, pull something off my, hold on just a second. I'm just going to pull something off my shelf. Okay, here we go. So what I, I'm going to give you a website, and this is going to be, actually, you could, uh, I don't know whether little kids would go for this, but your teens and adolescents should watch this. Uh, go to this website. It's called maafa21.com. I'm going to spell it for you. M, like in Mickey, A-A-F-A-21. Dot com m a a f a dot com it says black genocide and this is a video i have it's called uh, black, i've had it for years it's it's very it's on it's on the website maafa 21 it's uh the 21 is 21 not spelled out the numbers maafa 21.com it says the video is black genocide in 21st century america says on the back, they were stolen from their homes, locked in chains, and taken across an ocean. And for more than 200 years, their blood and sweat would help to build the richest and most powerful nation the world has ever seen. But when slavery ended, their welcome was over. America's wealthy elite had decided it was time for them to disappear, and they were not particular about how it might be done. 
what you're about to see is that the plan is that the plan these people set in motion 150 years ago is still being carried out to this day. So don't think that this is history. It is not. This is happening right here and it's happening right now. So um, I got this video from Life Dynamics out of uh, Denton, Texas. Uh, but uh, you can get it right off that website, maafa21.com. Let me see if I can find it down here again. I thought I had all this listed out. I just think I've got too many things going on, I guess. Just not not doing my job. So uh, maafa is a Swahili word. You might think that's a weird term. What is that, an acronym? No, it's a Swahili word uh, for destruction or holocaust like Destruction 21, Holocaust 21, right? That's what that's about. Uh, I don't, uh, I thought I had, I thought I had that note written down here. Hold on, let me just see one more thing. Uh, yeah, maafa21.com, Destruction. Okay, okay, so check that out. And, uh, also, I before we go, uh, we're not. Oh yeah, we only got about less than four minutes left. So, let me give you three websites for <clears throat> for the whole COVID thing. So if you if you think you're sick and you need some quick COVID remedies because no one around here is treating COVID until you get really bad, so you can go on this website, America's Frontline Doctors. Americas with a S, Americas Frontline Doctors.com, and they will direct you to treatment, right? And that treatment will cost money, but they will treat you from a remote place and send you medication. Also, uh, you can go to myfreedoctor.org, myfreedoctor, just spell, spell it out one word, myfreedoctor.org. And that guy, uh, I saw him. At, at the America Frontline Doctor Summit, and he said he'll treat people for free in all 50 states. So uh, don't uh, mess around. I know one of the uh, supervisors actually uh, called me at one point looking for uh, resources. Isn't that something? We don't even have resources here. He's a supervisor, and, he, and the doctor can't even get us resources here because she's following a planned agenda. Agenda. The other, the other uh, website that you... Really, you need to get plugged in on this, ladies. You need to go to the website and then sign up for he, her emails, emails, and then also sign up for her Facebook. Get over to her Facebook page. So you're, she's putting out a lot of educational videos. In fact, earlier today, she did a, a business seminar for a couple of hours, and you can get that recorded. You can order it recorded. She charged $29 to attend it online. It's downstreamed or uh, live-streamed. And uh, her name is Peggy Hall. She's very bright. She was a teacher of teachers. She's um, a very bright woman. She has a website called thehealthyamerican.org. Please sign up for that. Please donate to her if you can. Thehealthyamerican.org. She is researching all the laws, the Constitution, the codes. On She'll tell you she's got, if you want to learn about masks, she has Rules on masks, how the, the you think, oh, a store can force you to wear a mask? They cannot. 
Sometimes it's not worth the fight, but it's against the law, and she will quote you the law. You can go right to the law on the Internet. You can read it yourself, print it off, and take it with you to the store. But she's helping businesses uh, that don't want to conform to the government uh, and all these rules. She was advocating that businesses could open long ago and um, et cetera, et cetera. So the healthyamerican.org, myfreedoctor.org, americasfrontlinedoctors.com. Also, if you want to help with your kids, um, savecalifornia.com and rescueyourchild.com. Got it? And also a group that is helping activism against the vaccines and also against closing down all the businesses and quarantines and all that is freedom angels 2.0 freedom angels 2.0 that's a website i think i mean a facebook site freedom angels 2.0 okay i'm about out of time i want to just say that we're still uh trauma intervention that i run uh we go out on 911 calls we're still uh, raffling off a couple of guns I think we still have some Glock 19 nine millimeter tickets. If you if you're interested, you can send me a check for their twenty dollars a piece, so I could send you back to Stubbs. You don't have to be present to win. If you want to support a good cause, we're only selling two hundred and fifty tickets for each gun, so we have the Glock 19 tickets left, and um, I can send you back your stub. And uh, with the if you're from around here. Uh, each stub is worth an hour of shooting uh, range time, indoor shooting range in Yuba City. So uh, if you spend the $20, it's worth something. It's the price of an indoor shooting range. And we uh, acknowledge Shooter's Paradise in Yuba City. If you need any kind of guns, supplies, ammos, ammo, uh, or you need to just practice, want to go do something with your kids or whatever, or your spouse, uh, you can go over there, and each ticket will get you an hour of shooting. So uh, if you want to do that, send me a check for $20 per ticket, and I will send you back to Stubbs. Also, if you want to help tip, we're raising money right now. I just want to, tonight I found out that Adventist Health, which is our big hospital here in town, it's it's our it's our hospital. We have one big hospital. And uh, they uh, we serve them with trauma intervention, and each year they, they normally help us. And I applied for some help, and they just donated five thousand dollars to make sure that our volunteers are trained and and available to them at the entire hospital system here in Marysville. So we want to thank them tonight, and uh, how much we appreciate them. We we have a lot of love for the workers at the hospital system. They're heroic people working from the ER, the cancer institutes, uh, all the various dealing with Alzheimer's, all the different entities that are affiliated with Adventist and the general hospital system. So thank you so much for your support and encouragement for all the TIP volunteers. We're we're trying to raise 30,000 or more right now. And so we're right at 20,000 and and we have uh, we're doing good. We're actually good. We're doing good. We're positive about it. So if you can't give, don't don't give it a second thought. No pressure. We got you. But if you, you want to give to an organization that is lean and mean, we get stuff done. And we, we have little, very little overhead, no buildings to pay for, no uh, no insurance on buildings, no payments, no interest, all that kind of stuff. We just all our money is going into training emergency responders, training our, our volunteers and giving away our services to clients. So um, 
if you want to, you know, sometimes you give to an organization and then afterwards you find it, oh, I didn't know all, you know, most of my money went to this, right, instead of that. So all your money goes to uh, helping people in the most uh, difficult season of their life when they lose somebody they love or something they love, like a house. And uh, so if you want to help us, you can send a check to P.O. Box 645 Marysville. That's made out to TIP, T-I-P, P.O. Box 645 Marysville. Uh, you could go to our website and check us out at yubasuttertip.org and then just hit the donate button, yubasuttertip.org. We do training in February if you want to volunteer. You can check that out on our website, yubasuttertip.org, or you could go to gofundme.com backslash tip 2021, gofundme.com backslash tip 2021. If you want to help us, great. Don't want to help us, don't worry about it. It just, we'll, we always will have enough to go so uh okay remember veterans day let's do something special this year let's do something creative for our veterans show them we love them and uh let's spread the love for our law enforcement as well they're doing a tremendous job out there and uh we're going to make sure they know it we're going to we just need to work out it year round okay so uh do something good this week and uh show some love out there and uh you'll you'll make a better community wherever you live Okay, God bless you, and we'll see you the next time. We're so glad to see so many of you lovely people here tonight. We would especially like to welcome all the representatives of Illinois' law enforcement community who have chosen to join us here in the Palace Hotel Ballroom at this time. We certainly hope you all enjoy the show, and remember people.